Welcome back to Fly Casual History Buffs. That's right, in honor of Memorial Day, we're bringing to you, a little late maybe, a review of Band of Brothers, one of the greatest television cinematic events of all time. So you're going to stick around because you're going to hear us gush about one of the greatest things that we all watch over and over and over every year. That's right, Band of Brothers tonight on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! You know, I know that there are listeners who know that I play Fallout and probably are like, oh, they're going to do Fallout! We're going to do Fallout, because that song is on is one of the songs on the uh, Bio- Appalachia Radio in and Fallout Bioshock 76. Well. But they would be It's in wrong. Bioshock? Yeah. W-R-O-N-G. Yeah, Bioshock. Wrong. Bioshock. I still haven't finished Bioshock 2. I went back to play Bioshock 2 recently, because I got it on the, the super cheap from the Steam sale. And everybody says Bioshock 2 is like superior in all kinds of different ways, or maybe it's just one of the expansion packs. And What? It's, yeah, one of the expansion packs of Bioshock 2. I don't, I don't remember, but people say it's amazing, but it didn't get that much attention. And I don't know. Bioshock was such a... You played Bioshock, didn't you? I've, I'm playing Bioshock. Oh, it's only I'm been not, one no, year, I'm 10 not months. Playing. I know, I'm not very far. Yeah, it, Bioshock was such a perfectly contained story that it was hard to want a sequel, <clears throat> which is why uh, Bioshock Infinite, being a prequel of sorts... I don't want to spoil anything for Mike. He might get around to playing it around 2035. <laughs> um, also, like kind of its own story, but they definitely have uh, very closely interti- intertwined threads. <clears throat> but I never played that. But no, I have played Bioshock. I never finished Bioshock. But no, but no, but no, no. no. Tonight we're but- talking about no band of freaking brothers. Yes, yes, oh, no. yes. We are. That yeah. is right. It's, it's- it's like we're around Memorial Day. Just yes. felt like the right. We are time Memorial to Day adjacent. Adjacent, yes. Yeah, that's, what that's a doing. good way to say it. That's right. And this is this is a topic that uh, that. Well, some... I do have to say. Well, I'm going to interject since we're talking about that. <laughs> we would have done it sooner had Mike actually got watched. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we're we're doing it early because um, Mike's still in honor of <laughs> of uh, VJ Day. That's true. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Wait, victory in Japan? Hey, man. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> shouldn't we be yeah, doing that was, uh, a, that was in August? Day. Shouldn't Instead we? Of, shouldn't we do a, a viewing the of the Pacific? That E-E-D. way we can all just feel like even like horribly depressed. Hey, and, stop! And stop it! Stop. Awful <laughs> about it. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Band of Brothers. Tonight. Hey! Hey, everybody! Welcome back, Fly Casual, episode number uh, two seven five, my friend. Oh my gosh. We're like a quarter away from like 300. Oh, my God. Is that how math works? <laughs> it's our tricentennial Wait, coming up. Wait, a quarter away what? from 300 would be like 300 and, or 225. <laughs> we're a quarter no, away from. Two, that's three quarters, buddy. Like two, yeah, no. You said we're a quarter away from 300. Is yeah. it three quarters of 300, 225? What number are we on? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
75, 150, 225, 300. So if we're a quarter away, That's a quarter true. of 300 from 300, a math, qu- we're, we're a quarter of a century. <laughs> yeah. We are 25 episodes century. away. <laughs> there you go. From 300. Bam. Well, it's Bam, one bitches. episode a year for hey, 25 years. There you go. Hey, we got we to make this last. We're running out of things. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Across from me, uh, staring at his laptop, probably watching live footage of the riots downtown. Hey, Mr. No. Michael Jarch Bold. Oh, I said don't, bold. Don't dep- don't depress me. No politics. Archie. He said bold. No Archie Bold. No. Archie Bold. That's how, that's how you really. Oh, say. he's bold. Nit. He's get the ball. It's the ball. Archie uh, Bold. Archie Bold. One of us. One of us. I was gonna say Gerica. <laughs> of the four of us, I'm trying to get converts. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> I got I some one of us. Left. My dad. Yeah, my he's dad he's like a, a hair walker. He's half half bald. My my dad had his first haircut in a while, and he he dropped by today briefly. And I was like, "Hey, you actually got your haircut?" And he's like, "Yeah, not as short as I usually do." And my mom's sitting there, like oh. behind him, giving him the excited oh, come thumbs on, up. Dad, she wants him to grow his hair out. Oh yeah! Everybody knows oh. the reply to that is no. I got them all cut. That's right. <laughs> on, well, he's a grandpa now. You don't have to play oh, all yeah, the dad the cards. Yeah, you that's. True. I got my ears lowered. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that's a good one. Too. <laughs> Classic. Get it, get it. And over there, master controller, Mr. Steve Jahali. Curry, curry, curry. That's right. Yeah, eat that spaghetti and run right that. up there, buddy. That's what you got to do. So, <laughs> so like, what? so when we do this band of brothers, are we going to do like um, Sex in the City and tell which one we are? Like, you're so a Sobel. Oh, my you, gosh. That's like you, the you worst. Guy. Don't call people that. <laughs> so that would be Mike, yes. Yeah. And then I am uh, Sobel. Across pond, Mike's and a down a few. Uh, Full of the, bullshit. The, 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 the resident Samantha herself, Mr. Garrick Nache Hardy. <laughs> Is that good? I don't know. Which I don't know which yay, one's which. I'm Samantha. I'm. I think that means you're the, the you're the older slutty one. I think. Yeah, that's me. Mm. <laughs> wait, the I'm youngest older. one on the podcast. I'm older and I want to be slutty. <laughs> and wait, none of us are really slutty anymore. We really, we've really let age creep Kinda. in. That whole monogamy. the one married to now. Matthew Broderick? Is that Samantha? no? I don't think so. But oh, I don't remember who's she married her. to. Married to someone. I hot. don't know who this the like actress Matthew is Broderick married hot? to. Is Sarah Jessica Parker is married to Matthew Broderick? But I don't think yeah. she's. Samantha. I wish I was married to Matthew Broderick. No, she was not. Dude, Samantha. me too. Ferris Bueller. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He can sing and dance like a mad mofo, dude. That's, I thought he was gonna marry Simone, but it, no, it was Sarah Jessica. Parker like that would be stuff. like being married to Donald Glover because they were the both voices of Adult Simba. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. So then, that's why there's that. Yeah, indeed he do. But hey, without further ado, do it is time to talk about what's up that docker hole thing. <laughs> docker size me. Oh yeah, docker weenie in the bud. I like how the whole soundboard goes. Whoa, another button. Hold up. Hold it up. was like, wait, what's what's happening here? You can't be pressing all kinds of buttons. Not two at once. No, no. Uh, I'll go first. Because <laughs> wait a minute, I'm going first because it was Garrick's docket not that long ago. I thought, I thought how we supposed to go nope. first. Nope, nope. 
I'm going first. I'm rewatching. We need, we need to roll initiative. Hold yeah. on. I'm rewatching all of Community. No, I did that already. And Mike pooped on it. Times change. I natural twenty did. I'm rewatching Community. You're in an unnatural twenty. Uh, one of my, <laughs> that's the best kind. One of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, I'm I'm up through season five. I just completed the gas leak year, the gas leak season. Thank God. Worst season. Uh, it's so bad. Worst of the season. And yet huh? still enjoyable, even though it's very clearly not as good and it's off the whole time without Dan Harmon it's, present. Yeah, it's like an homage to community. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it really season. is. It really is. But yeah, uh, Changnesia <laughs> is officially over with. Uh, but one thing I wanted to point out, uh, this is the reason why, like, I started rewatching it last year and then I kind of tapered off. I picked it up again because during the whole COVID thing, the cast of community got together on the old Zoom chat and did a table read of season five, episode three. And the reason why that was probably the perfect episode to do is because it's pretty much a bottle episode. But it's not the bottle episode. But it's a bottle episode, and the fact that it We're all takes, bottle it all takes place bottle episode. I'm <laughs> they out. Did that? Uh, it all takes place in the study room with a finite number of casts, including No Pierce, played by uh, by uh, for crying out loud, Fletch, Chevy Chase, <laughs> Chevy Chase, and who had quit halfway through the previous season, and he was definitely not going to come back for this. So they picked the perfect episode, it's, and it's actually the one that celebrate or there. It's right after his spoiler alert funeral. And uh, I, the reason why I want to bring it up is first off, because Garrick, you haven't watched it yet. No. It's it's great because even even Donald Glover came back. Did Dan Harmon? I mean, I saw, they're all there. That's all the episode. Lots of time. Yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. So so they they got together to do this table read of this episode, and it, and it's really entertaining. Jim Rash is there, even though I think it's like one of the only episodes that the dean's not in, but he like plays every other character except in this episode. There's a dude originally played by Walton Goggins, who uh, administers a polygraph uh, to everybody <laughs> in the room. And Walton Goggins was not there. Great. So they had to find somebody else to read that part. So who did they get? I know. Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian. <laughs> who, 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 I don't want to spoil it for you, but did not pre-read the script. <laughs> so when Has it gets seen to the show... <laughs> It gets to the last third of the episode and he's midline and just breaks and loses it and has to try like 10 times to get through this line because he had no idea. And you can see the rest of the cast is so excited because they've been waiting the whole time for him to get to these lines and he cannot who, get them out. Who who in that group knows Pedro Pascal? I don't know. Do I don't know. Board? Everyone knows Pedro Pascal yeah. now. Are oh, you yeah. kidding so me? He's reading Walton Goggins. He's around. like everyone's best friend now. Dan, Harman, Dan Harmon's like, we have one of the Mandalorians. I don't know if he's the Mandalorian. I haven't seen the show, but you know. <laughs> so he's saying uh, he's a highly Samantha entertaining, but the other reason why I brought this up is because right after this, so at the end of the episode, one of the things that Pierce is bequeathing all of the things that to to the different people of the group, and one of the things he does is he leave. Well, before I get to that, uh, I, I, like the next day after I originally watched this, I was back in season one, and I was watching the episode with the high school kids who were taking college credit courses. You know, who are making fun of them for being old and at a community college, and they're like Schmidt. <laughs> yeah that's right and so they're like get they're oh, like duh. they're just a uh, duh they're having like this a uh, duh battle with these high school kids and at the end a food fight breaks out because abed has got a bucket list of college hijinks and one of which is food fight right yeah, and they do great. the ending like from animal house 
where it's just freeze frame and like of a character and it says text at the <laughs> bottom like what they go on to be later in life. And like, you know, like one of the high school kids is like a Michigan Supreme Court justice or stuff like that, you know, all this, but it gets to Britta, it says Britta Perry, owner of a used iPod Nano 2014. <laughs> this was this yep. episode aired in 2010. In season five, episode three, Pierce bequeaths to Britta his iPod Nano filled with a playlist to help her relax. <laughs> that's uh, they that's waited that's... five seasons to pay off a joke that no one that, would remember i mean that's that's not the only thing i mean the, it's that it's a show you have to watch from the beginning yeah because there's so many running gags there's stuff that pays off seasons later oh yeah like like the ass crack bandit the ass crack bandit like, definitely <laughs> like there's just little hints here and there like about this person called the ass crack bandit and then they have a whole couple i think two episodes about it maybe yeah but it like <laughs> like in different seasons and it's great yeah it, it i could not believe it and i was you know i can't say i came across this gag uh organically but i didn't i know i noticed it myself and I, just because i happened to watch the table read of that one episode and then watch the season one episode like the next day and i paused and went oh my god they actually gave her a used ipod nano in season five and I just no, there's no in true when Dan Harmon was running community, not the gas leak season. You would never acknowledge the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if somebody yeah, gets that. it, that's great, but not everybody's going to get every joke. And that's what makes it part of what makes it gold. See, the, the season four of the gas leak season, every joke explains itself. And it's just so horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's not good. No, but yeah, then Dan Harmon came back for season five, and yeah, that 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 iPod Nano. It's such a such a tiny little thing, but I got so excited to have noticed <laughs> it, and it just really brought back the magic of when I was originally watching Community. But yeah, it's great to binge now because you get so much of that stuff that you would have missed week to week back in 2010 to 2016 or whatever. So I'm enjoying the heck out of that. That's me. Next up is Garrick. Yay! So uh, we were watching historical drama, you know? So it kind of got me in the mood for more historical dramas. That'll do it. Yeah, so uh, what I uh, went out and found was a show, a new show on Hulu called The Great. And it's about... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Did you cut out there? The Great what? The Great. You like went up. You went, The Great? And I and I and, I, and I went, <gasps> and then you just started nope. talking. The great That's expectation. It. That's it. It's just called but the you great. Don't put expectation in there. As in the Catherine the Great. Oh, uh, not not well, not not, not first, old though. not old Alex, not no. Ruski Alex. Yeah. So it's it's a lot like the the Crown on uh, Netflix. The crown. the crown. Except except it's funny and there's a lot of sex and a lot of so I am not in. like the crown at all I'm so in well it's like the crown and there's like a queen type <laughs> oh, oh that's so hot oh that's see that's why I always say that Sleeping Beauty is a lot like uh, the crown and yeah. uh, other it's things like, that feature a queen type is it is I, it I said Bohemian Rhapsody is almost identically almost oh, no, identical to the crown accurate. Because it's it historically the queen. accurate esque <laughs> I guess ask like I, nice. Catherine Adjacent. the Great's one of my probably one of my favorite historical figures like um just because of what she went through like 
so basically the story is her early years when she first came to Russia because she was not Russian. She was um, married off to Peter. Um, Paul and Mary. Uh, Peter, yeah. of Son of Peter the Great, who was like this huge Russian figure. As opposed and to like, Peter the Douche. <laughs> His his uh, like his <laughs> historically he's been like one of the funniest characters I've ever read about. He he's basically was he was he had like a childlike intellect, but he was like thirty years old or twenty twenty to thirty years old, and he's still playing with toys in the bed, and he dresses up. Hey, like a don't soldier. judge me. I feel really targeted. <laughs> Wait. No, he's Wait. he's really childlike. So in in the series, they make him like this over the top, like really terrible person. And it's it's played by the guy. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember what his name is, but he's he's a pretty popular actor. I have to look it up. You have it right the there. You can look it up. The I show do. is really really dark Who? and really really Peter. funny. Peter Son is, of Peter. Is that Peter. Nicholas Holt? Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Was oh, he okay. Beast? He was, was Beast. Beast? That's yeah. Beast. Yeah. Buddy. Beast in the new X Men movie. Like he is incredible. He's I such like an asshole. Lot. I've not seen him in <laughs> such a role. I'm interested. Yeah, it's so great because he plays the perfect butthole. You just hate him the whole time, but you can't help loving it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but it, yeah, it's I love dark humor. I love historical dark humor even more, and I I love the series. Wow, it's only man. ten episodes, I think. Maybe that's a good amount. Oh, that's eight. what it says. It's a good amount. Yeah. So I like a yeah, good check it out. Seven's like, too few. If you like the crown and sex and um, and Dakota Fanning stuff, sister. I love sex crowns. Yeah. I really do. Intrigue. It's got intrigue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Great. I want to watch yep. this now because that sounds completely different from anything else I've been watching. Is it? Oh, it's completely different. Like crowning sex. Is it? Is yeah. It, like the main the main character is Catherine the Great, and she comes in and she's just like this starry eyed optimist naive optimist right and they're playing this up because you know Catherine maybe had been like that but by the end she's just like this she's still got kind of that naivete to her but she's very like rough around the edges at by the end because of all the shit she went through oh this is yeah this is very tongue-in-cheek well yeah she's eating yeah there's a box of donuts in this 18th century are they at least in period regale? With no, a box it's not of donuts. donuts. They're they're macrons <laughs> from Tw- France. Twelve macrons <laughs> in a like it looks like a Krispy Kreme box. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh, this, does it say right on it one box? I'm pretty of sure it's behind the scenes. I don't know picture. if that was in the show or not. I'm sure they had macrons. I don't know. The Starbucks cup made it into Game of Thrones. Anything's possible. <laughs> Show yeah, enough. that's true. Yeah. Yep. Speaking yeah. of Game of Thrones, it's Howie's turn. Yay. So um I watched a bit uh th- two of three uh Schwartz and Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah, he did. And you know how I know that? I was there. You were there. I was. You were there? Yeah. And let me say uh, I can't wait to watch the third one. It, uh, it's pretty dang entertain entertaining. It's uh, if you don't know, they're the two dudes. They're doing ben long Schwartz, form. Thomas Middle Ditch. Yep, they're doing long form. Um, why is the word improv? Escape? Improv. I, uh, which most so, people have never seen. Yeah. You've seen improv games like uh, the uh, the old the old Who's Line or the Drew right. Carey's Improvaganza or whatever, uh, but but yeah. this they uh, um, 
it, it's it's different in the fact that they uh well it's different from that in in the fact uh that they you know they have to get a story in the way they do it uh is they call out to the audience uh, and get they have a question and people it's, are yeah throwing the first back episode both are like tell me something that you're like you're anxious or excited about that's yeah. coming up and somebody else something they'll pick somebody and then yeah. just ask them a bunch of random questions yep. and seemingly they are just genuinely interested in getting more out of this person yeah but they're and actually suddenly, formulating their yeah. story that they're going to be doing this the ish. Long form of, yeah ish. <laughs> because um, a huge part of it is that it comes to life as yeah. they're doing it i mean the all they're doing is getting uh just highlighted uh plot points you know yeah high a few level characters maybe yeah uh in in the first one they did it was it was it was hilarious because it was entertaining just them asking the question yeah i can watch just an hour insane responses that just- these people were giving back <laughs> it was like this is real life. We you don't have to have entertainment. You just yeah. watch other people in real life. Just right? the two of them reacting to that guy in the audience yeah. was entertaining as hell. Yeah, sure. The second one did not yeah. have that. The chick yeah. that they talked to in the audience was boring and meh. Yeah, and it, the, the the topic was definitely more not as a, exciting. Not as exciting. They they did what they could with it. It wasn't. It was wasn't, really good. It was entertaining as good, but yeah. it wasn't like the first one. The, so the first one was to me one of was high art. Yeah, like high art. Now they're they have to jump in and out of role. So one person will start a character, but that doesn't mean they only play that character because they they'll switch back and forth depending on what they're doing. And, and sometimes the one playing yeah. the character will force the other one to play that character yeah. so they can jump across the stage to play another. Character. Yeah, they so have an idea. That's the thing is they're it's it's all fly by the seat of your pants. And as soon as you get an idea, you know they're they're very good about making that flow and they could tell okay someone's got an idea we're gonna go with with it because that's what that's what you do in, in yeah. improv and you've got you've got basically john ralphio from parks and rec ben schwartz sonic the hedgehog right Hilarious. you got thomas middleditch who is richard from silicon and valley two totally different personalities completely different personalities <clears throat> that work so well together in the fact that they have different crazy ideas they break for different reasons, and that's the thing. When they break, it's part of the show, and it's hilarious. Yeah, like they'll forget a name. Yeah, and then someone, yeah, yeah. Ben Schwartz just wants to breeze past it. Thomas Middle just he's too OC. Yeah. He's like, no, no, we have to figure this out <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure if your name's this, then I don't know what my girlfriend's name is now. <laughs> he's like, oh wait, your girlfriend's name is, and they're just like arguing over, but also in character. <laughs> you can call me Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, that's my sister's name. Wait, 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 wait. Your sister, your mother called you and your sister, Marnie. Are you a flat earther? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I believe if you got shoes slippery enough, you can just slide, slide around, around the, the world, world, all the way around the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. It's off the wall, and that first episode actually resolves in such a way that your mind just gets blown. Yeah, and it it's all made up. There's yeah. not a single thing planned. So I'm I'm definitely um going to be watching the third one. Uh and I hope there's more. I I, I kind of want to it's one of those things where I, I'm like do I want to watch it by myself or do I want to watch it with people cuz it's I think it's more it was definitely very entertaining watching it with you know, the group we were with and and uh but I'll probably just watch it by myself cuz I don't know when that will happen again. I watched but. the first one by myself and I was tortured uh, to get someone else to watch it so I could talk about it with them. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I got to get other people to watch this. I got to get other people to watch this. Yeah, so that was on my docket. That is a good docket. Docket. You docked it. Mike, 
You're clear for docking. All right, here we go. Beep, beep, beep. This may sound a little redundant, but I've continued watching Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all in, dude. Mm, I love this series. (laughs) It's so good. Y'all were like, oh, I think I'm going to maybe try to watch some Not only do I love this series, but I was in the middle of an app. And uh, my wife walked in, and she's like, oh, God. Right? I don't blame her. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, just <laughs> let me finish the episode. And then we, I, I finished up, and uh, I was like, okay, well, we can watch one of your murder shows. <laughs> one of your murder shows. <laughs> she's such a woman. Wait, why is she watching murder shows? That's, uh, what, the, that's what the chicks dig now, the I serial know. killers she's, and stuff. Yeah, all that trying stuff. To figure out how to, they're all trying to figure out how to get away with yes, it. Yes, exactly. They all the got perfect crime. blue barrels in the garage. The perfect crime is the crime that never happened. Right. Blue barrels and acid. Uh, anyway, I was like, well, go ahead. And she's like, well, can watch another one if you hey, wait want. wait wait what's that honey what's that, what's that? <laughs> so again i i can gauge you know think things that are good i mean okay there's things that i like that not other you know, all of us have those right sure. you know Gar- oh, yeah. garrick especially no no yeah 100 <laughs> oh, yeah. like and no, i'm like 90 percent that like you like <laughs> things that shove things up people's buttholes right but um but this uh, yeah and we even i mean so my wife's all in now so she has to watch it every time i watch it again. oh wow She's like are you, are you gonna watch nice. cowboy, are you gonna watch cowboy beep up tonight <laughs> are you gonna watch your little anime show wow <laughs> it's still <laughs> your show anime. but she wants to watch yeah, it. yes exactly i don't think yeah, i don't think she's committed to saying that she's likes you know, an, an anime. anime yeah that yeah. she likes an, admitting no that way to anyone. she would ever bring it up right. to well if she wanted or... to play the long con she could just wait until disney rips it off right <laughs> true because that's yeah. what they do or the netflix live action whenever that's coming out yeah yeah, that too. yeah. so um anyway some uh, some observations um i don't know maybe 13 episodes in or so now wow nice and, uh, halfway we when we talked about this last week, one of the things that were brought up that why this wasn't popular in Japan was because it was hyper violent. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree with that assessment, with the exception of the first episode with the you know blowing the brains out and yeah. a lot of that stuff. It's don't get me wrong, it's violent. It's mm-hmm. an adult show, but it's not nearly as graphic well, remember, and all that stuff. Every uh, the the claim that we always hear is that everywhere except in this country. <laughs> violence is worse than like sex right. and in this country sex True. is worse than violence right, right. so by mm-hmm. our standards probably a lot of things especially at that time that would be unacceptable on network television remember it was on cable at that time you wouldn't have been able to find hyper violence sure. like that on our cable it took years for that to happen and it had to be in the middle uh, of the night there's maybe i mean heavy well, metal, remember when it was on adult heavy, swim, heavy metal had already like happened by then but yeah heavy metal was hbo wasn't it Heavy metal, yeah. Heavy metal was like no, early eighties. That was like in cinemas and all that stuff. Yeah, right? but it wasn't on network yeah. television. Is my point. Oh, gotcha. If it was True. on MTV, it was heavily edited. Yeah, it might have been on like the liquid television. But I'm just saying that there was <laughs> there was hyper. I'm gonna want to cure and all that flux. stuff that happened before them. But you're right. Yep. I mean, we're we're talking movies versus TV shows. So yes, I I, I get that difference. But um, boy, there's an episode we need to do: liquid television, liquid television <laughs> versus <laughs> O Canada. Which one gets you higher? Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm still wow. I'm still loving this series. Um, I'm picking up the little thing. Actually, I'm looking more forward once I get all the way through to go back and watch it again because I know the second time through is when you're going to start picking up on all the the things that lead up to the you know the the underlying story. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. Um, yeah. the The only weird part for for Emily was. Um, when Ed showed up, 
she was she she thought that was like a one-off app you know like she was the target or whatever and she and then the next episode starts and she's on the ship she goes oh no she's part of the group now yeah (laughs) when i when i was reading ahead i was i I haven't watched anymore yet but when i was reading ahead i was like oh that's an anime trope that i was kind of hoping to avoid you know she's okay though she doesn't uh, so far i i mean again i'm not I'm not all the way. I'm only about halfway through, so she doesn't bug me that much yet. But I mean, the whole trope of the whiny, weird, high pitch, you know, teeny Japanese anime. Yeah. The the chibi, the chibi end. (laughs) Whatever whatever she is. So, yeah. Right. Right. So, but I'm loving it, man. Loving it. Nice. Straight up. Yippers. 10 piece chicken McNugget. I'm loving it. it. All righty. Well, gentlemen, you know what that means? It means it's time for some titles. Again? Again. <laughs> Breaking news. I was doing news. Fort Wayne coming to its knees. Well, boys. HBO Max in the news this week. Max? Yeah. Oh, By the time you hear you this. You mean HBO's third streaming <laughs> service? <laughs> well, no. I think I supposed think... to say Max, Max, Max. <laughs> I think this Almost. is taking the pl- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this HBO Max is taking the place of HBO Go. If oh, is it called not HBO mistaken. Go? No, it's called no, it's HBO called Max. H- then it's the third <laughs> streaming service by HBO. Well, okay, which one's which? Which one was you have to H- have a- HBO okay. Now was first. Okay, that's which the one was where with you, the HBO. You had to have a you had to have a cable subscription, subscription to get HBO Now. HBO Go, Go came what? later. Separate that came, which HBO- was the exact same thing without the cable subscription. Right, yes. and that was actually that was a result. Mainly of um, Game of Thrones. I mean, they wanted to get yeah, that service out there fast that. and to yeah. capitalize, right? But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the HBO Go, the online streaming service, has now morphed into HBO Max, which is going to be what's different. What's different is that they it's got, Max, dude. Did you hear him? <laughs> they've got, um, but you can't get platinum. better. They're licensing out. They're licensing outside <laughs> of HBO property. Yeah. So mm. the big problem I had Whoa. with HBO Go. I was like, man, and we're going to have the whole giant HBO library of blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. <laughs> it was just whatever they Ooh. shuffled in for that couple months and shuffled out. Like I can was... watch that softcore porn with Scott Bakula in it. Sweet. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's called softcore that Bakula. Was, there was a softcore porn with Scott Bakula. It was called it. Back Up That Acula. Is what it was called. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called, but I got a minute of I, uh, it. I'm like, oh, God. I, I, That's honest, Scott Bakula naked. Honest it's to like, God. Mm. I hated HBO Go and I got it for like practically free because I was like, I, I had, just I had DirecTV now or whatever it was called right. cheap because I was an AT&T subscriber right. and all that crap. And I still, even though I wasn't even really paying for it, was like, this is worthless. What a waste of because other than the couple of shows that I would, you know, watch, which was at the time, like Game of Thrones and uh, Silicon Valley. And no, there were there were two other one was Barry, which is a oh, great right. show. That's a great show. Yeah, I'm way behind now. And also, uh, I can't remember the one Sopranos. about the stand-up comic dude whose wife. The uh, guy who mass murders, mass Game murders. Okay, uh, all those. But every <laughs> time I would flip to the movie section, it was just like having an HBO subscription in 1995, which was when we had an HBO subscription because it was the first time we got cable and we had like six months free HBO. And I was like, these are the same movies. Like 80% of these movies are the same ones that played back then. Where are all the stuff that I always hear about 
where they like it just felt like an extremely extremely limited offering at any given point it changed periodically but it just felt so limited it's just like here's our hbo original programmings and we're gonna fart out some other movies that you may or may not give a crap about you probably got out of a 588 pin at walmart i mean they still did their semi first run movies i mean the stuff that was in theaters a few months ago yeah. i mean so yeah, yeah but it very took them little like four it. months to get again maybe not yeah. i'm not so defending it so i'm HBO's just saying max has a much it's supposed to have a much larger for selection. example the big one that they're touting right now is they got the license to friends so they're going to be showing the friends oh uh, friends they've licensed friends so hell yeah to- them and every cable <laughs> i see channel. over the next five to ten years a lot of these uh entities some of them are going to start waning and dying. coming and going because I mean, oh, of course they are because we're changing right you know yeah. we're changing the streaming and and uh doing all the different way of, yeah. of watching our content and whoever can adapt the best right is gonna yeah i mean maybe win, hbo maybe maybe hbo and i don't know i just i'm hypothesizing but maybe they shouldn't try to be netflix or disney plus Maybe they should just, you know, because Disney has all the companies that Disney owns. Maybe they should just have HBO original content only streaming service that's, I don't know, six bucks a month. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, why does everybody have to be in that 10 to 20 price point and try well, to get and everything th- in the kitchen sink? And this is kind of what it. I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're going to do original content, you've got to compete now. It's not like oh HBO is just competing. I mean, they got to compete with Netflix and yeah. Amazon and Disney. So and- there's this whole thing called I don't know finding a niche, like yeah. finding your niche rather than mm-hmm. you know we're going to be the be all end all. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Not everybody can be that. Well, you know, one thing that nobody seems to be picking up is family friendly content, except for Disney Plus. Disney, the- Disney right? We talked about this, place. A but that's that's you're you're limited to just Disney. The Disney House. No, there's nothing which is a of big that. house, but their original content so far, their family is all family friendly. But it's also pretty much I don't know. I ninety percent of it is it, just so. back behind the scenes Disney crap. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I kind of eat up with a spoon. But but I'm talking about the new shows that are good, high quality. That yeah. I yeah. can sit down with my family. That that really doesn't exist much. I mean, all this no, new, new stuff. stuff I watch no. like okay, yep. There's nudity in this. There's nudity in that. There's yep. tons of cursing. Yeah. There's a lot of violence, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I like some That's of that stuff, stuff. But it, it is uh, that what kids uh, are watching? I mean, I'm just being playing devil's advocate here. Is that what kids are doing though? Because I mean, my kids, I gotta admit, they're on YouTube and they watch YouTube shit. Dude, I'm watching. Well, Scrubs. I'm not gonna let them watch any of the other. I'm stuff, watching so Scrubs with my nine year old, which has like I don't, sweaty, I don't know if that's they which, want to though. I'm watching I mean, Scrubs like with my nine year old, which has like sweaty sex in every other episode. You know what I mean? Because back then they were still trying to push the limit of what you could get away with on network television because it still mattered. It doesn't really matter anymore because no one gives a rat's butt yeah. about network television, uh, at least in the Target demo these days. But I'm watching that because we don't have other than old stuff that and that's why i you know you know me i've been saying oh, i watch family ties watch cosby show watching you know all these old shows the reason why is because they're a little bit safer or in some cases a lot safer to watch with my child mm-hmm. and there's nothing new well, that, i would love to sit is, down as a parent and have you know they might whine a little bit but then we'll sit down and watch a show and eventually we're all getting into it and over time, it's like, this is what we do. And you're creating those memories and those yeah. moments. And 
I can't really do that very well with any. No, new man. Stuff I remember, you know, popping popcorn and watching Dukes of Hazard on what, like Friday nights or something back in the day. I cherish that memory. I don't really have that. Of course, we were also on a set time schedule back then, mm-hmm. which that kind of is a harder thing to, you know, stick with these days because everything's on demand. But still, I agree. My biggest bone to pick with all of them. And I feel like I feel like Netflix has been the worst offender. HBO has always done what HBO's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not doing anything different. It's the like first the, they bought, two or three episodes, boobies everywhere. And yeah, then boobies they and wieners. And, yeah. and then they bought Aww. Sesame Street and went, okay, job well done. Pat themselves on the back and then forgot. You know what I mean? And then they put boobies in Sesame Street. That's yeah, right. Yeah, about time. Big yeah. Puppies, finally. But uh, I, I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, granted... If you go on my daughter's Netflix account, there's tons of crap for her to watch. I don't want to watch any of it. It's like it's like now You're there's, right. there's children's content right. and there's adult only content and never the there's, two shall There's meet. nothing that family can watch together. That no, you're true. That's a right. few exceptions, like Fuller House, like the first season Fuller of House, Fuller House. I managed to enjoy, true. and then I started yes. to hate it because it became like a dopey kids show. Yeah. Although Stephanie still. Whew, Mm-hmm. Good looking woman. Mm-hmm. I've had a crush on that girl since I was like nine, y'all. Good looking wool. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So, HBO Max, uh, this is going to be, I, I believe the HBO what am I getting? was like the nine ninety nine deal. This one is going to be $15 a month. No kidding. But, oh, damn. So, but, but they are touting the entire Warner Media TV. Uh, and film division, so you're gonna get things like oh. uh, DV. I'm sorry, DC. Content. Oh, DC movies. You're gonna get Harry Potter. Yeah, you can watch get, Batman vs Superman. Uh, Friends, Big Bang yeah! Theory, Rick and Morty, Doctor Who, uh, oh, all that hey, good Dr. stuff. Who? So I mean, it's it's all stuff you that's forgot available. Studio, DC Studio Ghibli? Ex- expanded uh, catalog. Is that stuff available? I I don't know. You can get we're, Doctor Who through BBC. You can get uh, Harry Potter off your shelf because it's old as f. No, Doctor I, Who used I mean, to be on. Okay, Netflix. now let's be honest though. Harry Potter, you can't you can't log into any other streaming service. No, you get it off your that? shelf because it's old okay. as hell, and you have the. Discs. You have it. That doesn't mean everybody else has it. Here's the, I think here's the two kickers: Studio Ghibli and the Criterion Collection. Yeah, is your Criterion Collection? First of all, those Blu-rays are like thirty bucks each. Yeah. for some reason. And you can't find them anywhere other than the Blu-ray. And Studio Ghibli, I thought Disney owned them, but I guess not. Or distributed for them. They might but, have at yeah, one point. Those are those Blu-rays are also very expensive because they're imports. And D- Disney also. So that I mean, that's that's pretty cool right there. I guess not fifteen dollars worth of cool. <laughs> for me, not you know. for you guys, probably. I don't know. I mean, well, I just found again, out. Again, I can just wait till Disney rips off the studio. Gym. I just found like, out that's today. all the Kurosawa films are criterion collection, I believe. Or at least some of them. Yeah, that's basically the Disney Vault Light. It's 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 yeah. it's artificial scarcity to drive up demand. Okay, so I will say that I'm 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 marginally interested in this marginally i really had no intention to subscribe to this but i found out today that as part of my phone plan i get hbo max free so it's well i'm gonna be partaking it's not even a thing then it's not a thing unless you're me and you felt guilty for having hbo go for no reason 
<laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, like the DC Game stuff, Thrones, I mean, it's going to be falling off Netflix and I won't be able to get anywhere else. So I guess I I'm 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 rapidly approaching the point where I don't trust any of these people to manage their uh, manage their licensing. So I feel like we're just going to be chasing content forever now, which is exactly where they've always wanted us. Not owning well, content, but chasing it. True. Are I they going to have any original you content? You can own content. On you can go on and buy this stuff. Yeah, you'll get all the HBO original content, whether no, they I mean, have like new original stuff, like just Max exclusive. I believe so. You got to see think, the writing on the wall. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they've got to make that all that stuff available. So, yeah, I, I and it seems to indicate that. I mean, so you're going to have the full complement of HBO, old and new. All their stuff's going to be available. Too. Am I going to be able to watch Sesame Street without Elmo's World? Ooh, no, that's the best part. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the Who's original. Who's the guy? The Mr. Mr. Noodles or whatever? Mr. Noodle. All right. Speaking yeah, of Noodle. HBO Max. What? Release the Snyder Cut, guys. Uh, yeah, release the Snyder Cut, bro. Is so uh, Is this news? Really? This is news because this is How? now a thing. <laughs> How could the cider cut be better? Well, well. Okay, so first off, let's for people that don't know what we're talking (laughs) about, release the cider cut is the Batman kills twenty percent more people. This is becoming a debacle, by the way. This time only with guns. Uh, Okay, so one of the things that HBO Max is touting is the fact that they have signed on to to partner with Zack Snyder and uh get the Justice League the 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 Snyder version of Justice League oh, done. Geez. So what a shit. this is a thing they've signed on this is happening unless How much of a chip would you have to have on your shoulder to go <laughs> yeah you know what yeah or is Warner Brothers so damn poor that they begged him to do this <sighs> Dude I, this may blow up in their face <laughs> okay well, this? I mean, Justice League's awful, so it's not like you're going to go in looking for Criterion <laughs> Collection level stuff. Okay, you're going to go and go. All right, let's see how else this bus can crash. Yeah, that, uh, I didn't even finish that movie. That movie was terrible. Oh yeah, it was awful. I liked it. It was mildly entertaining. Nope. Yes, it was, was it? What part? The what part was mildly entertaining, Mike. <laughs> The whole thing. The game apart. The, it was fine. The part where they rubbed Vaseline on this on the camera to eliminate it, the mustache. It, oh wait, no, that was, was Star that, Wars. Was it a fever dream or did, was there like a a bat spider tank thing? <laughs> Does that okay. happen? Right. Bat spider tank. I think. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm God. sure that really happened. See, in but in this case, instead of Steppenwolf, it's Dark Side. Okay, yeah, I still, I'm on board. I, I like Dark Side. It's going to be Bring the exact same scenes. I'll just take the giant hammer off his head. <laughs> no, see, it's bullshit because I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and people are challenging me on this, but I believe <laughs> that Steppenwolf was supposed to be the villain the whole time. That Darkseid was supposed to be introduced yeah, in no, Cody Fingers. I remember early on they were saying that it was going to yeah. be the emiss- Steppenwolf, the emissary of Darkseid. Yes, yeah. exactly. From the jump. So this, right. So, were, but Yeah, then, they, were, it, they were pulling a Thanos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And show up it, at the end and right. smile yep. on a throne of parademons. Exactly. So that's how apocalypse. this was going to be, and that's how this is going to end up being at the end of the Snyder Cut. So, I don't... Okay, so I can kind of see this both ways, right? I mean, there is there has definitely been some interest in this on the internet. Now, take the internet for what it's worth. A big, fat lie <laughs> of echo chambers. Got it. <laughs> yeah. 
Not the whole <laughs> yeah, internet, much. just most of Well, okay, you know what? Mostly. There are a lot of people that came out in defense of Justice League when it came out because the internet has horrible people that can't like accept that something they want to be good is bad. It's the same thing Mike. with it's the same thing with Last Jedi. <laughs> There's a vocal, an extremely vocal minority of people. Hey, just as don't bad lump as me in Jedi. with those bastards. There's a, a small minority <laughs> of extremely vocal people who manage to convince themselves that people hate something that's good because they're bad people rather than the thing that they hate actually being bad, right? And they want it to be good so bad that they're clamoring, they're scratching at the walls trying for any reason to say that this movie that they've defended was actually going to be good, which is, yes, a paradox that they defend a movie they say is good, but they are also desperate and thirsty for it to be better. <laughs> they don't realize this about themselves, though. And when it comes out, I honest to God, it'll come out and it'll be meh. Well, the, uh, the, I mean, the, the, it was, the movie was thing, so bad. There's the no way. The funny thing about all of this is that there, just just today, I believe, IndieWire just released an article that's, that basically is saying that, yeah, this Snyder Cut's a thing, but it's going to be way more expensive than everybody <laughs> anticipated. You think? I'm like, uh -huh. Because it didn't exist. Right. Exactly. That's the line. We've talked yes. about it on this show. Over and over. The Snyder Cut is not a thing that ever existed. Y'all have been lying to your damn self. If it, it existed, probably existed on paper. <laughs> I was going to say on paper in Zach's mind. Okay, perhaps. But yeah, before they fired him. Right. So yeah. this yeah. is funny because HBO was signed on to this because of the of the of the internet phenomenon that it was, right? And then when they Real sat down, decisions like I starting know. a streaming service out of fifteen. Okay. Yeah, kind of why I no, brought it up. No, it sounds like Lucasfilm to me. Yeah, but I think yeah. HBO might be one of the ones dying on the vine. But the funny it's... thing is, is they sat down with Zack Snyder to say, okay, how do we make this happen? He goes, well. Okay. Funny thing is, I was uh, fibbing, guys. So we need to reshoot Henry Cavill without a mustache. Okay, Henry Cavill says he'll come back and do Superman, but he has to have like four more movies. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Is that your next news item? In seventy, it should be. Yeah, because yeah. he has. He's Henry Cavill's now. Yes, I know. That actually, that's in our next step, which We're is one of the better things out of yeah this whole yeah yeah. We'll we'll touch on Henry Cavill next. Right. Up, the only thing I'll that can make that her. better is if Baby Doll shows up at the end with her sword and gun. Yeah, and yeah that's what I'm talking yeah. about. And her skin falling off from uh, being dead. Wait, what? No, Wait. zombie oh, yeah. Baby Doll. Oh. No, she well, she didn't die. She got transported through the mother box and they, no, they, they resurrected her. She swallowed a coin. <laughs> See, anything could happen in the Snyderverse. Uh, they resurrected her on Zod's ship. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, they, they just did. they got they, they cloned, put the cords down Superman, in the game. Right? <laughs> the cords well, they brought the Superman game. back to life with the mother box or some shit. Yeah, they Martha. <laughs> what? They uh, the box. <laughs> All right, they I, chucked the mother box on him and ran real fast, and he came back to life, guys. Now. I said, "I said, Martha, why are you looking at me like that?" <laughs> Who Who was life? That <laughs> so I have to admit that I have some morbid curiosity about this. Well, so I, will I agree. That's the only reason why I watched Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League. Morbid curiosity, and I knew that if it was bad enough. I could make these dumbasses watch it and piss them off. You know what, though? I and I did. I am going to say. That was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> it's never happening again. I am going to say this. You touched on Henry Cavill. And I, at minimum, out of all of this, yeah. at, at minimum, I'm excited that there's. I mean, that people generally seem to want DC to succeed. 
right? Yeah, you no, know, these characters that we I grew up loving die. and being Yeah, I kind of want <laughs> Whoa! I wanted to a, die so hard that the Warner people. Brothers film no longer has the rights to it. That's yeah, how that's badly exactly. I want to die. Because then some little upstart will come along and make something a hundred times buy that. better for a hundred times cheaper. I buy that license you know, for fifteen dollars. You know now, Disney or? will buy it in a second. Hell oh, yeah, son. <laughs> like, Don't say that. Okay. You know, I don't want to feed everything to Disney, but my God, Warner Brothers has managed to ruin so many things, and not just this. I mean, it's not that hard to make a Batman movie. There's so much source material. Oh my God, that's the thing. They're going to fuck up the, you know. There's source materials in every medium. Every medium. Do we just not have enough Batman's like continually the best comic out there, I just think we, we don't have enough good we do it's just that the top end producers right. and studio heads don't know, know how what, to identify those people and that's why watching well, the disney gallery exist? show makes you feel so damn good because john favreau's sitting there well with he a, knows with a bunch of directors who saying never gotten a second look from kathleen well, kennedy no, hold on a second we have a ton more content now that we've true. ever had before. That's true. And so there's only a finite amount of good filmmakers, good directors and good writers. Well, maybe it's the opportune time for the fact that the truth in Hollywood is revealed, which is there's, you know, it's really hard to break into show business. Yeah, but 99% of the people trying to are fracking awful. Mm-hmm. And so now the cream is floating to the top. Hey, guys. But let's, the thing let's is, let's make Hollywood great again. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Haga, just wait. remember. <laughs> That's not it. Just remember, <laughs> JJ is stepping in to save the day. Oh, JJ, JJ? stepping in to Hell make yeah. sure the day doesn't fester <laughs> anymore. He's with Warner now, man. He's gonna yeah. be part of this mix. So, actually, yes, if he adapts a comic book, it might not be bad because he would not change a if thing. Someone <laughs> convince him to do it and not direct it. Then yes, yeah. I kind of agree. I'm with glad that. he's over with Warner Bros. Now I don't have to worry about watching any of his stuff. And and <laughs> because Warner Bros. sucks. Because so I'm not getting HBO Max. So screw you guys that remember noise. when Warner Brothers made all the best stuff? You guys remember that? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> I remember Animaniacs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I had for news. Oh my God! The market bottom dropped. Hit me a week again. Again? I don't know the last time he's actually said pork and butter. I don't either. I don't know if y'all know this, but that show, The Band of Brothers. Oh yeah. Oh, we've yeah. been talking about sure. how expensive content is to produce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. when Band of Brothers yeah, came yeah. out, a ten. Our mini series mm-hmm. made by the HBO, mm-hmm. yep. aired by the HBO. Mm-hmm. It HBO. was so far beyond the most expensive series ever made. Mm-hmm. I believe it. There ain't nobody knew how they were even going to be able to afford it. We're talking about a mini series mm-hmm. that had 2,000 American and German military uniforms required, 1,200 hey. vintage costumes, not so. counting the newly made ones. More than 10,000 extras, more than 14,000 rounds of ammunition per day, and over 500 speaking roles. They were shooting real bullets. Not about the the tanks and the guns and the planes. Mm. 
That's go right. On, go on. Go on. That's right. So y'all better get on board because this was estimated at the time to cost over two hundred forty million dollars to produce, <laughs> oh, not wow. accounting for the astronomical marketing budget that was unlike any television program to date. <laughs> that was two thousand one, right? Gamble. Two thousand one. Yeah. No, Game of Thrones. No, Band of Brothers. No, Game. No, of you're right. Two thousand one. No. What? I was really confused for a hot second. You know, Game what? of Thrones. What's going on? Game of Thrones murdered that. <laughs> Everybody's like, Band of Brothers is too expensive. They made it with, hey, this did really well. And then someone said, hey, I got an idea. Hold my beer. Let's make some dagrons. <laughs> Hold my mold wine. Yeah, exactly. And then they did Hold that. my Starbucks. Which means it's time to talk about some reviews. <laughs> hey, some We did not play the Band of Brothers theme at the top of this episode because we tend to like to play stuff that's at least a little more upbeat. But I got to tell you, the Band of Brothers theme, when that song kicks on, I got goose... Literally, look at me, look at me, look at me. Goose pimple. I got the goose flesh. Got Just the pimples. thinking of the song. Because when every we- time it starts up, I'm immediately like, oh, it's on, it's on. We're going in. We're going in. We're going in thick. There it is. Oh, gee. Oh, look, they're still here. Still here. Goose flesh. Still there. All the bumps. I'm going to tell you Just what. Let that marinate. So, when Saving Private Ryan came out. Man. Yeah, you know the, right? Well, you know the guy who uh, composed that song? No. Also composed the music for Die Hard? I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> Nakatomi Sweet. I, uh. Yeah. Honestly, when, when Saving Private Ryan came out, I went and I saw it with my dad, and we, like, we enjoyed it, but neither him nor I has ever seen uh, it again. Saying enjoy, that's a strong Yeah, word. like... I, I liked that I liked movie. It the okay. first time okay. I watched it, and the only time so I watched it. So we walked out of the theater heavily criticizing like the movie. Times. My dad's not like me. He doesn't criticize everything he sees, but we were both kind of taking it apart. I was, like, really disappointed with the whole twist thing and i felt like like i'm like for all the realism they tried to portray spielberg really threw in some like hokey hollywood tropes you know like the twist like oh it wasn't tom hanks all along like you're literally misled right there not it's not it's it's almost like a bait and switch it's cheap yeah, and there were and pretty bad the violence was like Okay, but it had yeah. Vin diesel in it so so wanton violence storming the beach of normandy that's a thing but also in the chaos, you're not just going to stand up and look around at all of it happening. So you're almost getting like a more like desensitized, gruesome version of it that's not very realistic because of how it's trying to show you all the realism rather than show you what it felt like. And it was stuff like that that I really didn't like. But then so the thing I will credit Saving Private Ryan's massive success, Tom Hanks and Spielberg said, hey, bro. What if we did like a longer form thing? Oh, snap. And then they did Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Band mm-hmm. of Brothers is exactly what I, I look at Band of Brothers as like the most respectful possible cinematic take of what did it actually feel like that you could possibly portray on a screen. I don't think you can do it any better than this. I really, I have yet to know yeah. what that would even look like. I mean, well, and, I, and do you want to get so far into it that, like, like a VR 
an experience of world. I mean, that, you got your own PTSD. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to get it's a like DeLorean. Right. At some point, you have to be able <laughs> Mr. Fusion. to separate that. But okay, but but start going back to the the Saving Private Ryan. That mm-hmm. was an important movie. I it think was absolutely. I think most movie. people that that saw that can see the importance of it because, I mean, it really did portray even <laughs> even if it was. Gratuitous, it's yeah, and uh, war in a and way even that gratuitous was, isn't quite the right word because it's, it's like not, yeah, yeah, okay, that stuff was the dude carrying his arm. And yeah, stuff. Right. I'm sure that was a thing that happened, but in this movie, we're seeing all of it, which right. I don't think is realistic to like a, an individual's an individual perspective. perspective. Yes, which makes it seem gruesomely desensitized in a weird sure. way. But I, I I often compare that film to Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I, agree. I remember walking out of Passion of the Christ and all these people around me just crying and sobbing, and I'm like, right. y'all, y'all, did did y'all read the Bible first? I mean, did did you not know? Do you not go on Easter Sunday? Do you not hear right what it's about? Maybe because they, in my maybe mind, they only read Mark. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> much more sunshiny. Yeah, you know, and they get they get to Luke. They only read the first chapter. They're like, oh, well, that sounds lovely, and they skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing was I was offended that all these people were like, I just never knew it was so awful. I'm like, you spent your whole life saying the dude done <sighs> suffer for the sins of the world and you didn't know. Right. That's how I was with Saving Private Ryan. I'm sure. like, I'm like, how people were like, oh, I was deeply moved by it. I'm so like, why? It sounded like all of us have said this, I, I, except maybe Garrick, but it sounds like all, I mean, Private Ryan, did everybody see that one time or have, has anybody seen it more than once? Never seen it. Oh, I've seen it lots of times. Seen I've seen I've seen a couple scenes many times. <laughs> okay, I've seen that movie one time, and I felt like oh, I, you guys I'm, suck. Yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I don't need to see it again. Nope, I, that's just me. That's my own personal because thing. Other than what they were demonstratively throwing at you, right? There's not anything in the story that I look at as being something that sure I'll get something that's, out of repeated yeah, viewing, right? You know the right. characters are artificial. They're, uh, it, it, it's it's again the twist ending. I just felt was so unnecessary. I even forget the twist ending. The twist ending. You start off and and you have an old guy with his grandkids. All oh, that at yeah. the beach. I got you. No, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and at the end. Okay, you know what? Spoiler alert. It's an old ass movie. Right. You're led to believe because when it when the the old guy's looking down at the at the memorial. It fades to Tom Hanks. You think it was Tom Hanks the whole time, but then he dies, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And it goes back into the and it's Matt and it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And I just felt like that was so tacky, <laughs> given what the film was about. Sure. And uh, so yeah, that's the. It, it made me feel like icky. But back then, you know, Hollywood pictures. A lot of times, it was even more like you had to do check certain boxes to make sure you appealed to yeah, a wide I, that audience. Never... That never. I mean, yeah, you were led to believe that, but I never. That never got to me. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess I, since I, I've only I seen it went, once, it I, didn't I was really matter in the theater, to me. I had to stifle a. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it didn't matter to me that now. much. I just yeah. again, I'm glad yeah. I saw it because I wanted to understand what the you know, yeah, but uh, mm, yeah. those people and you know my grandfather who wasn't in Europe, he was actually in the South Pacific. You know the things that he that they saw. You know, yeah, and oh, we're geez, experiencing that's even worse. Well, yeah. I know. You, well, need, he, you need to watch Thankfully, the, the thankfully he was in the then. Navy. And I can't he was wait on for boat, them to finish so. up their bomber series that they're working <laughs> but, on because my grandfather was a bomber pilot o- over <laughs> Africa and Italy. Enough right. about saving Private Ryan because I'm here to talk about something way better than that. Way stinking better. So wait, we, what are you talking about? Band of Goram Brothers. Uh, the, the Japanese series. No, uh, we're not watching Pacific. the Pacific. Oh, Pacific. I thought we were talking about the Pacific tonight. Oh, thank you. 
So we're band of about brothers. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Stalag 13. Let's go. So, okay. Does anybody, I mean, okay. So we know that Spielberg and Hanks were producers on this. Yeah. Does anybody know the genesis of this? I mean. Uh, World War II. Of, of <laughs> Band of Brothers World coming War II to happened. Eat. Other than the fact that they had done private rights. Honestly, I mean that was, I believe, the genesis of the whole thing. And I, I, I think, just I think Private Ryan was the movie version. And I yeah. lean into that word hard they, they to was, make sure that there was an It was a great success and and there was obviously a hunger for this. And so they think, How you know what, can we get more detailed and do like a mini series? I mean, what was the last big World War II film before saving Private Ryan? Memphis no, Bell, which it, was it, like B-tier success. I remember at that and time. And I love that movie, by the way. I remember at that time there was a lot of talk and discussion about how people from World War II, they were not getting recognized. like mm-hmm. they should, The greatest should generation, have, yeah, right? Like mm-hmm. They should have been getting recognized. And, and I remember like, yeah, there's not a lot to really, yeah, you had Memphis Bell. And I, even before then, I'm like, I, what? I mean, up through the, up through the seventies, there were a lot of World War II movies. I mean, the fifties and sixties, oh, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. But even into the seventies. They were, were kind of romanticized to some degree. To and- some degree. There are actually, there are a few gems out there that are surprisingly good, but they're also very dry. They're not very cinematic like Private like a Ryan over the River Kwai? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty dry film, but yeah. Long. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I <was> <laughs> that Obi-Wan in it, dude. Yeah. But like, they're, you know, a bridge too far. You know, again, That's a long, quiet The thing film. that I, I really I appreciate about it. this is that Spielberg and Hanks, and I don't know what their discussions were, and I haven't read up on it, but someone had the realization that Thank you. I didn't know. I didn't Someone know. had I the didn't realization. I can't get any closer to you this. You can lift the boom. There you go. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you had your mic pointing at your neck. <laughs> uh, just for listeners' sake, Howie lifted uh, Mike's boom about four inches. They can. And then Mike straightened up and lifted himself another four inches. And Howie goes, no, no. And Mike <laughs> sank back down and is perfectly aligned. The great thing is that someone had the wherewithal to understand that the, that these men were nearing the ends of their life. Mm-hmm. And if there was anyone that was going to document these stories, or if there was a time to do that, it was now, now or at that time. Mind you, Easy Company of the 101st Airborne is one of the most well-documented groups there is, but never in this cinematic format. Not like that, right. They had a book by yeah. Stephen. Right, and I, I know this series is based seen, on that book. Honestly, right. several of the guys who you actually see them, they are interspersed at the beginning of episodes talking like the actual men talking right. about uh what you're about to see in that episode i had seen many of them if not all of them in other world war ii specials sure because i don't know if you guys remember this back then there was this uh cable channel called the history channel <laughs> and oh they, the one that shows aliens but, but back then wait, wait it showed it. history oh. what? and i had seen all these guys in all this world war ii stuff that they used to show on this channel called the history channel so it was pretty the, novel. The thing of it is, though, <laughs> is that I, I'm glad that they understood. I mean, because it's not, it's nice to have those documentaries and it's nice to have the book and, and all those things. And those are ways of documenting those things. But cinematic sure. performances are what draw the heartstrings of most people. Yeah, I would I would venture yeah, to say way more a people. much larger audience. And yeah. you may even inspire them to actually dig in and go with the documentary mm-hmm. route. 
or uh, or read the book. Yep. And I would have to I would have to say that I'm probably in that group. I mean, this type of series really I mean, it really does a number on you to the point. It's like, geez, I want to know more. I want to yeah. know more. Wait till you All get right. to the end. All right. So uh, just yeah. take a step back. Let's talk about Hitler wins. Uh, ben Rose as a whole. <laughs> it follows Easy Company from boot camp. All the way. Yeah, was uh, it Pat, was just, it Alabama or Mississippi? Where were they? Oh, Where was man, the boot camp? Yeah. yeah, Alabama. And so it follows them through. Uh, it's yeah, ten episode series and about roughly an hour a piece. Yeah, and uh, all the way through it's in, just past uh, VE camp, day. It's uh, in Tacoa, Georgia. Okay, thank you. So, I thought it was Alabama. I thought it was. Yeah, it, it's and it, it even has a, a good long stint at the Battle of the Bulge. Um, yeah, there's like two episodes, Battle of the Bulge. And the the, the other uh, really... Forgot thing, about Operation think, Market Garden. Market Garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, after, I think, what, is it like two episodes at boot camp or is it just the one? And Oh, it's... Just one. Just one, one episode of boot camp, and then but then they go... Field training. Yeah, field training in uh, in England. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correct. And uh, yeah, it, it hits... Uh, D-Day, a lot of the, your major you know, plots of the... The nice thing about being plots. about the the Easy Company, first off, a lot of them were still alive to tell the tale. Yeah, 101st Airborne. 101st Airborne, Easy Company. And mm-hmm. they were together all the way through the war in Europe. Yeah. The, one, and so, the ones who made oh, it. Oh, yeah. The ones who... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> And so you True. get a level of detail depicted that you're like, this can't be far off. Like... The conversations these yeah. dudes were actually having. Cause when a, they're telling yeah. stories, like I turn to him and I says this, and then he says that back to me. Like these guys remember yeah. this stuff. I, I, yeah, and there's a reason it's called Band of Brothers because I mean the, these guys, um, they they out of all these other you know companies, they they stuck together because a lot of them were displaced and had to go separate into different companies mm-hmm. uh, because you know things happen because when they parachuted behind behind the lines of normandy everybody got lost (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's what i liked about okay so you're thinking the first episode oh this is all about training what the hell i mean but and and uh what's his name that's great how because they they become the bend they become brothers against like the uh their lieutenant yeah it starts (laughs) right at the beginning they hate uh, he's not a lieutenant. They all he's, hate he's a, him together. Is he, it's great. Is he a lieutenant captain at the very Sobel. beginning? Captain uh, no, it's captain, right? From the from the no, job. he's a lieutenant to begin with. He becomes captain. Later. That's right. So uh, they yeah. they hate him from the from the very start. So they have this united thing. But the other thing is, you see in the show where they're recruiting them for uh, ranger school, and they're because it's a brand new thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, "What do you got to do?" And they're like, "Well, you you get double the pay, but you get to, you have to jump out of a plane." And they're all right. like, "They're all like double the pay? <laughs> hell yeah!" You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it it so they're yeah. That was after going, saying hell no. Yeah. That when they told them they're jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Jumping out of a perfectly good plane. <laughs> a perfectly good airplane. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's they because of that they hate they hate Sobel so much, and he earns it. Yeah. He really you know, does. He's terrible. He's great. David Schwimmer was great he casting is, for that. The reason why yeah, I, it took me forever to watch this show, every time I turned it on, it was David Schwimmer. I'm like, no, I'm not watching. And that. honestly, it's and what, then, it's yeah, what you, made them great. How he's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. My dad, too. You, yeah, you don't understand. He's a douchebag. You just keep you happening to, to catch the same episode. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I told you that as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And <laughs> he's times. perfect casting for it. And I'm like, but I really hate him. And I watch him like, oh, no. 
you're really supposed to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. Poor talk about that feel person. to get the feeling from. Yeah, from that. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> and so, and the other thing is that all of the 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 casting on this show is amazing. Well, if you watch it today, like if you've never amazing. seen it, you, right? And you in watch 2020, it, you, you watch people, this like, 19 crap. years later. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, I at the time, nobody, half these guys were unknown. Yeah, people were yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, cool, David Schwimmer. Look, hey, Donnie Wahlberg. He was on New Kids. That's about I get it." it. And maybe that guy from Office Space, right? I mean, that's about it. Yeah, Ron Livingston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who I think this, I think uh, Mike is Ron Livingston. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> all the, of us recognize the three American guys. Right. But we didn't realize that every British actor for the next 25 years was going to be Pretty in the show. Pretty much, yeah. 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 I'm Michael imagining Fassbender. there's still going to be actors that come out over the next 15 years, and I will go back and watch it and be like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. Because he's <laughs> yeah, not like a name Michael, yet, but Michael he will Fassbender be. has like four spoken lines. Yeah. James McAvoy's in it. Tom yeah, Hardy he's... has got like one big scene where he's tagging a German chick from, you know, or a, mm -hmm. an English chick. I don't even remember at this point. Right. But like he's like skinny and wiry, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Simon Pegg is in it. Everybody, uh, with the dude what played uh, Moriarty. Yep. In uh, in oh, yeah. Sherlock. You yeah. know, actually, Benedict Cumberbatch probably the only one not in this. He might have been <laughs> in it. We just don't know. Yeah, he might have been a background extra, uncredited extra. I mean, shoot, Tom Hanks is in it at one point. And I didn't realize he's one of the British uh, soldiers. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, and that's Colin Hanks has an episode that he's that's practically right, the star yeah. of. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's incredible how many people are in the show because there were so many characters. But the thing about the casting is that everyone, every different personality, and it is a huge spectrum. These guys are from all over the country. You know, or they're they're playing people from all over the United States. And there yeah. are some British soldiers in it all over, not many because it's about an American company. But if you look at the likenesses of the real people, it's like, oh my gosh, how did they find all of the perfect people to play <laughs> these dudes? And every one of them you love for completely different reasons. You know, the mysterious oh, yeah. badass, the uh, the little jokester dudes, the guys who's just like regular Joe, you know, the the slacker guy, the the quiet guy. Like everybody is so perfect in their roles in this show. Yeah. And we're not even talking about the, what, what they actually go through. <laughs> we're right. just talking about just right out of the gates. It's, it's probably produced by Kathleen Kennedy. I don't give a crap. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> because everything else that this good back now was, you're, you're right though, because not only was this show able to depict historical events, but they were able to weave into those those episodes the things that different individuals were going through yeah right? like we were talking about it's about real camaraderie and conversation yeah, and going camaraderie on. conversation i mean the one that really stick one of them that sticks with me anyway and, and uh was i don't know two or three episodes in they were actually had to be the third episode it was after normandy mm -hmm. and they were all convening which by the way you don't see the invasion of norm well you don't see no. you don't the see storming like you, of the beaches you don't see the storming these guys are the they these fly guys are over flying over at night right and it's drop behind the, behind the scenes right of that. and they yeah. are parachuting in and so they're all convening and one of the guys i, I don't remember because this is my first foray so i don't yeah. remember names so forgive me but they're coming in and um 
uh, one of the characters sees a bunch of Germans that have been captured, and he, he comes by and he makes Malarkey. a comment to one of them. Yeah, was Malarkey, it Malarkey? He recognizes they're both from like uh, they're both from they're Oregon both from or Oregon. Yeah. yeah, and they sit down, and they have a conversation. Because he answered the call to the motherland, and they his yes. family returned to Germany, even though he's from Oregon. Even though he's like thirty yeah, he's minutes an away from where Malarkey is from. Right, and they have this whole conversation, blah blah blah, and then they, give them cigarettes. Yeah, give them cigarettes, and then he walks away, and then and then Spears walks up, who you don't have any real introduction to Spears at this point, not really. And Spears walks up and says, hey, go catch up with the company. And Malarkey's like, yeah, okay. And he walks off and Spears stand there. Malarkey gets like 100 feet up the path and just a Tommy gun just opens up. Yeah, they just kill all of them. Turns around and sees Spears walking toward him. And he realizes he just executed all those dudes, including the guy who's from like that 30 guy, minutes from his yeah, hometown. Yeah, right, yeah. He just had a conversation. Yeah, with. he was I mean, amazed. He was amazed by, oh my gosh, this German soldier is from near my hometown right. in Oregon. And it's like, it's a powerful moment, which, right. and the funny thing is, it's so narratively well done because it sets Spears up to be this mystery, larger than life character that no one, there's all rumors. Everyone's, everyone's afraid. Everybody's afraid of the of mystery. Spears. Yeah. yeah. Because and he loves it. That's, <laughs> that's oh yeah. Whole... <laughs> he doesn't correct anybody. Yeah. He, he, well, it's like, he doesn't love it, but he thrives. He, he kind of like, cause he doesn't ever express love for anything. <laughs> Well, but he's, also, he's, like, he's totally like good with it. He's fine yeah, with it. He's the, war, the you know? usefulness of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he pointed that out. He's like, well, yeah, there's there's usefulness in people thinking you're the biggest badass there ever was. Mm-hmm. But of course, he, you know, he even says he got most of it blown out of proportion, but, you know, whatever. But yet you see stuff that he does that, that's definitely not blown yes. out of proportion. One of like, my favorite episodes. Yeah. When, when, they, when he hooks up with uh, what's the other company? Yeah, what was like it? I- item or I company? Or I, yeah, they're like they're the Germans are in a village. One side of a town. They're completely yeah, the I company's on the other side of the town, and they need to get a message to him. Spirit goes, "I'll do it." Gets up, runs right through, right straight at the Germans, yeah, right through the middle of them, right all. through the middle of them. Just runs past them and just banks on the fact that what he's doing is so insanely. You don't get a thought process. That's the great thing about spirits. You never get a yeah. thought process, but you get the narration. Uh, yes. Which I think I think it was oh, it was uh, uh, Winter. It was Lipton. Oh, was it Lipton? No, it was, yeah, Lipton. Okay, yeah, uh, Lipton. Which Lipton's Donnie Wahlberg, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, talking about how he gets up and he just runs straight through straight through the enemy lines, and then you should, the camera shows him just running past all the German soldiers who are running the other <laughs> yeah. direction. And they're not and paying they're any attention to him, him. <laughs> because why the hell would he be there? Yeah. And he's not shooting at them; and he's just running through them. The greatest part. <laughs> Is he didn't only do it once. Yeah, he didn't go through and deliver the message. This is what Lipton says. Yeah. The thing, the thing that made this emphasis is that he came back. He turned right, runs he did right the exact back. Through same them thing. Again. He came right back. <laughs> and then, and, it's, and this he's really like a, happened. He's this a is a real life thing. Yeah, he's a lieutenant or yeah. like first or second lieutenant. I can't remember which. Yeah. So he's like an officer doing this, and yeah. his enlisted men are like, "What the hell?" But you know yeah. what? Never, how much? Because they how much respect and how much like empowerment or is he giving those guys well the best part is that. is the build up to that that moment i think we missed because they put a lieutenant in charge of their platoon yeah who was like useless just oh, there yes. right. to get a quote-unquote experience yeah didn't they call him like a west pointer somebody higher yeah, up the west chain pointer, he was yeah. a west pointer so he got he was made yeah. a lieutenant with no experience whatsoever just to get him battlefield so experience. he freezes he freezes up and winners is about he's a captain he's in charge of like the whole i guess company at this Winters. point i yeah. think amazing 
so he he's about to ready to go in and the general's like no you do it winners don't you do it you're you're not you're not that platoon leader anymore yeah so he says spears get out there do it and spears and just so like, spears basically goes out there and leaves he's like, like a dust cloud behind him <laughs> he's like gone. he runs as fast as he can to the lieutenant who's freezing up he's like Okay, I'm relieving you. Get He's the hell not out even of here. ducking. He's just running completely upright with his Tommy gun in his hands, full speed. I mean, you, you take a I step. don't remember the Tommy. Yeah, I think it was Tommy gun. I don't think he had a carbine. I mean, that whole buildup is great because Spears just takes charge and it's so, it's it's empowering yeah, here, almost. Yeah, here you get a guy who they're trying to get experience because obviously if you're going to be an officer, you kind of need some real you know, life in a war. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, okay, here's the, the the new surgeon who's never operated on anybody. Yep. And you're the guinea pig. But they're playing with people's playing with people's yeah. lives, yeah. really, in this situation. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. supposed to be so making he, call like Yeah, he's like, they're letting they're it go on ordered. so long. And they're like, okay, too many people are we're just getting slaughtered. And that's one of the amazing things about Winners. Winners starts off, he's, is he... At the very beginning, is he even like a second Lou or is he a sergeant? What is how does Winter is Winter's an officer to begin he's with? He's a lieutenant. He's a second lieutenant. Yeah, he's second Lou. And he gets and he gets promoted by the end of the series all the way up to Colonel mm-hmm. because he's just major. That. He gets major. Major. Oh, he major? I thought he was you're right, he was major at the end. He's just that damn good. And his he, and his men love him so much, and he's fact, been with them since the very start. I believe it's the the third, second or third when they have to take out those Two machine guns. Yes, and he or it's three. A, yeah, it's the third episode. I think it's the second one. No, it's the third one. Second one is when they're still doing the battlefield training in England. Oh, that's right. So this is after yeah. they jump. It's the night after they jump, or the I day mean, after they jump. It literally is like thrown into it. Here you got these a handful of guys, and you're ordered to take all these these machine guns out. And so he he's smart enough. He devises this plan. Yeah. And here's how we're going to attack it. Like, and here's the strategy. You take yep. out these gun emplacements because they were firing mortars on the beach. Yeah. And uh, they they execute it perfectly. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. like, within minutes. Within minutes, it's all over. Yeah. With, and Joe takes the first of many grenades and doesn't get hurt. <laughs> uh, literally, a potato masher blows up right next to him. And like, Joe, turn the corner. And he, he's like, he's like, literally, he's like, fuck me there's like smoke all around him yeah. not a single scratch on him <laughs> this happens to him like two or three times throughout the war before something eventually yeah it's like it, uh, like popeye doesn't he get shot in the ass yeah popeye that's, like, that's yeah. like this huge thing like but, everyone's getting shot in the ass yeah <laughs> but the neat thing about what the the thing that winners did was and the another thing i like about the show is they give those little tidbits of at the end of the episode yeah, yeah. it's like this that plan is still now taught at uh, wherever at West Point, they yeah. they literally As... they still every year they get out and they they teach it in the classroom and get out and do reenactments so that like officers will learn this like like because it's a microcosm strategy mm-hmm. and how many of those do they actually have right you know at, at the officer level to teach I mean yeah you teach you teach Marines and stuff like bre- you know breach and clear and stuff like that but like oh, you this don't, kind you don't of thing. teach Marines <laughs> that's right you feed them crayons I forgot. But, yeah, he just <laughs> run up the hill straight at whatever. But like, you know, this like this. Yeah. They still teach it to this day. That's strategy that he just literally looked at. OK, you do this, you do that, you do this, you know, yeah. without a plan because it worked but he, so well. But he could come up with those. plays. he did. He did that on a number of occasions. Yeah. He, um, but he's just a normal guy. Yeah. The, the, he's not. He's not like this super uh, officer. That's the other thing. He's They're just all, a normal guy. They are all. 
normal guys. Yeah, everybody's from, just a normal dude. Yeah, they're, they're you and me out and fighting this war. Literally, one of the guys gets a letter from home and it says Springfield, Ohio on it. I'm like, hometown, represent. Yep. What? So, yeah, the, the biggest thing I noticed is they had to not think about what could happen to them. Yeah. If they were going to yeah. get their job done, you could not think about what could happen to you. And you could tell I think when, Winters, like, just, sorry, no, real no. quick. Like, Winters, his, he was like, uh, he got a degree in economics. Yeah. So he's not yeah. like, right. Yep. This, like, super strategic guy. Yeah. And he, like, but he doesn't drink. He's just he's, this normal, straightforward <laughs> dude. Well, they, yeah. They, they call, they, what do they call him? They call him, uh, the Quaker. Or yeah. Whatever, the Quaker. Because he <laughs> yeah. he's from Pennsylvania. Yep. And actually, this is why his character is One of my, my favorite. Because yeah. he was actually born within like 20 miles of where I was born. In Pennsylvania. See, hometowns representing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Hell yeah. But he's actually from Australia or something, or British. Or the actor, actor, yeah. Well, the actor. <laughs> oh, my wife was so ticked off when she found that. Years, years <laughs> after I've it. watched it, I found out. I'm like, I heard an interview with him. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. He's what? on everything. He's on, like, is he on this show Billions now or whatever? I think so. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, but, yeah, like. You wouldn't know. You the band know. of brothers name sounds like this just symbolic poetic thing. And it is from like a poetic speech, but it is so accurate to describe from the command structure down to the replacements coming in, you know, what I mean? but you, you were saying how like these guys can't even think about what they're going, what they're about to face stuff. I like the, there's only a few parts. They don't get super preachy about it, but there's a few parts where they have like replacements or mm -hmm. somebody who's maybe got a little PTSD and they start freaking out a little bit and you see the guys with them get angry at them. Yeah. Because they're not going to feel bad for them and they're not going to coddle them because they're all having the same thoughts, but trying to push them to the edge of their mind. Mm -hmm. So they start getting pissed off. Like, you got to get it. To, you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing, like, cut cut that crap out. Get him out yeah. of here because he's going to infect the rest of us because we're all right on that precipice like yeah. all the time. Yeah, that was that replacements episode. I think it's called replacements. Yeah, replacements. Um, it is a good insight on on these people. Uh, have been together fighting and they're such a tight knit close group mm. of course eventually because numbers are dwindling they have to get replacements and of <laughs> course these people are fresh off the you know car line and but because and, they're part of easy company they get their jump medals even though they've never jumped right, exactly and and there is this animosity and justly so that these people are coming in and they're acting like they're they're the shit, you know, because oh we're here now. Yeah, we're, we're part of this cool crew. Yeah, yeah. And and you get to see how some of them start to realize that no, we we need to back off. We need to show these guys respect the ones that have been here for so long. Was it McAvoy? James this. McAvoy takes his medal off and leaves it in the yeah, beer. I, yeah. Right. Drops yeah. it in the beer. Yeah. He's like, you know what? These guys are right. I haven't earned it. Well, I don't need the this. funny thing was is who it was Malarkey that called him out. Was it was it Malarkey or was it? No, it was Malarkey because I just watched it. Okay, <laughs> and uh, Malarkey called him out, and it maybe it was Gonorrhea that called Malarkey out. He was like, "Okay, you weren't there either, dude," because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he had parachuted in at a different spot, so he didn't. He wasn't part of that. Well, no, so. yeah, like one of them. Oh, yeah, one of them had had been like injured in England. Actually, that he had was, trained with them. That was uh, it wasn't. It was the good-looking brunette dude, wasn't it? Yeah, blue eyes. Yeah, blue eye brunette guy. Yeah, that was later on. But, but that, yeah. That was later on. Uh, anyway, 
Anyway, but yeah, he th- had to was... jump with them. He had trained with them. Right, was going to jump with them, but got injured in England and had to be oh. like, yeah, in something, later. something like that. But it, well, basically, it was yeah. The guy that called him out is like, yeah, you're kind of hip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it wasn't malarkey. I don't remember the guy's name, but he had a he had some similar features on his face. Yeah, but yeah, I love I love how like Garner Gun Garnier. There he is. Gunner, there one from the right. Like, He's like a sergeant after like one Next engagement because they were so low on people after D Day. Yeah, he just like yeah. started promoting everyone. Yeah, like he might be a good sergeant, but does he have any business being there? Malarkey, a sergeant. Yeah, yeah no, uh, Garnier. Garnier. Oh yeah, seriously, gonorrhea. <laughs> when we say gonorrhea, that's what we're talking about. The guy's name is Garnier, but they all called him Private Garnerea. But yeah, As he's just been do. there long enough. He just, all Good right, stuff. you've been here so long. You're yeah, a sergeant You survived. Now. You get promoted. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Oh, man. So there's there's so much. There's so many nuanced things in this whole series that we can't cover it all. Oh, no. Uh, but it's one of the things that really kind of hit me hard is when you start getting towards the end um, and you start seeing some of the things that really starting to see what they were fighting for, not just for us. We're We're in the states you know mm-hmm. you know we're miles away from this but um the the one episode the parade through holland that that village in holland oh that that one always gets me they you know basically they we get into holland the the nazis are like oh hell no and they get out of the way mm-hmm. and they're coming through this village and the whole village is celebrating yeah. their the they, GIs they're handing them beers and food and and they're all just you know the women are the all Jeeps. over them the women are all over them and then suddenly like one of the women just came up and kissed one of them he's like gets a little further down the street looks and she's being like lynched by a group and they're not, tearing her clothes and not, shaving her head yes right yeah and basically like carving like like swastikas into her or something they basically because, yeah and they were like because the leader of the resistance was like yeah, they were sleeping with the Nazis. Yeah, the translator so. and leader of the local resistance, like, yeah, Which, they were they were banging Nazis, so they're, they're collaborators the, in the eyes the, of the locals. So here the Americans are like, wow, we're awesome. That's messed up. Yeah. I'm conflicted. <laughs> you know what? But, but that was great that they put that in there because Absolutely, that really yeah. showed the cultural differences and maybe some of the culture shock, mm-hmm. you know, of and our well, guys like, going over like there. Two and, scenes later, they're, down, they're going down a country road in a convoy, and there's this woman... With her head shorn on the side of the road, right. looking with at the, baby. looking down, she's looking. She does not make eye contact. Right, she's looking down she and she's a holding baby. a baby. And, and one somebody of them hands her rations. Jumps pack. off and hands her some rations because right. it's like I know that the locals are really pissed off at these people because right. they've been living this nightmare for so long. Yeah, and even though we're the looked at as the heroes coming and fighting stuff, we haven't been living that this was, nightmare. That was, and so I feel bad for these ladies because it's just a lady with well, a German the thing baby. Is that these ladies, it's a double a double edged sword here. These ladies were just trying to survive in most cases. But, and, yeah, and you know what. That was a great moment in that show because it just showed humanity. Yes, yes. It's, and in its purest shades form. of gray, multiple sides, yes. right. and you never have. It's like you understand. You understand, I guess, what had happened, but mm-hmm. it's like, and that's the thing. At they the don't end of the day, it down your throat at all. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's a mom trying to feed her, but her yeah. herself, and, and her that's baby. what this dude is like. I just came over here from the states. It was I'm, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we've shot at some people, but that's just a lady and a baby, right? You know, because I haven't lived here. I haven't. Right. I'm not judging because I, I'm just a you know swashbuckling American that showed right. up. Right. I mean, to me that that 
was one of those classic scenes, just like the buddy that had met the Oregonian, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's those little things, those little moments in the show. Oh, man. That Drop really just shine, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, wow, that or, was powerful. I mean, the whole scene where Bud gets trapped behind a Bud, right? He's Abraham from... Uh, from uh, That's Bull, isn't it? <laughs> Bull. It's Bull. Bull? Yeah. His name's yeah. Bull. Okay. But yeah, he was uh, Abraham in um, yeah, Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. yeah. And he gets a scene where he gets trapped behind enemy lines. He's yeah. in the barn. And yes. The mm-hmm. whole big scene where they can't speak, but he's trying to communicate, even though they don't speak English. He doesn't speak Dutch. And there's like stabbing going on and all kinds of stuff and no words. That is a great team. scene yeah. because, yeah, it's basically the farmer and his daughter, right? Yeah. They come out. And then While they confront hiding e- from the Nazis. Right. And they confront each other, then they realize, okay, we're not we're not enemies here. But then the Nazis come come marching through mm-hmm. and they're hiding. And there's this great moment where Bull and uh, there's one Nazi who stays back and mm-hmm. he's like because he sees the bloody he sees the bloody the um, bloody rag that rag. he had tucked in yes. where he'd gotten shot. And he's like, Well, wait, what's going on here? And then they have they have um they 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 engage, right? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, ends up stabbing this guy with his bayonet. Right in front of the farmer and, her, and his and daughter. And there's this moment, yeah, where the girl, she looks around the corner and she's seeing him just ravage this guy. Yeah. And then he looks back at her and just, oh, man. And yeah, yeah, there's this wordless moment where he looks and sees this innocent woman who's been through hell Ugh. watching him murder, murder a dude yeah. a guy right because he has to it's a survival instinct so it's the animal survival versus because the if he doesn't moment. he's gonna get murdered exactly he has to but right? yet so. but but you do it if he's learned to do it almost instinctively but then someone's watching i mean they don't but, teach you that well, it, right. that's, it's, yeah. it's a human moment Ooh. where all of a sudden he's realizing what this war has been doing to them all this really happened yeah because <laughs> these people did not come out of this war the same no, uh-uh. none of them. Yeah, and you and that I think that's what this the series. There was really no such thing as you. as PTSD back. However, yeah. the show does address <laughs> what we come to know as PTSD. Right. There's a couple of characters who just after a while they start slipping. They can't. They're not right. functioning properly. Right. And yeah, Blythe is like, one of those ones where Blythe right. has a whole episode yeah, that, where he's like he can't see for the for, for like ten minutes of the episode. No, he's blind for no good medical reason. Right. Yep. He, he just, just literally blind until Captain Winter, or at that point, it was, yeah, yeah Winters. Winters says something to him, just gives him like the most casual, it's not even a pep talk, just a little, well, you know, just, you know, take yourself, like, relax, take it easy. Blah, 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 and then right then, Blythe's like, oh, we're still people. It's, he wipes his eyes and he's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. It, that it, was a up. tragic episode. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It was a tragic episode, even though it was tragic, and 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 that showed that the character ended up dying a couple years later. Mm-hmm. He never really fully recovered from his wounds. It was a great episode because it it showed a guy that just was scared out of his mind, mm-hmm. right? Getting in there, and but you know what? He had his moment though, right? He had his yeah. Oh, he sure did. At some point. I can't remember who it was, but like they're under attack, they're under fire. He's like, "Get up, shoot! You gotta shoot!" It was uh, it was during the Battle of the Bulge. Okay, and then he gets up, and he just he takes aim. <clears throat> oh man, God, this is another great scene. Man. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's wait. You're not goose- even to the Battle of the Bulge yet, so it no, can't have been that. It wasn't Battle of the Bulge, yeah. but there's this great scene where he gets up and he shoots, and he finally his takes his first. Yeah. He shoots his first and it enemy. Shows that helmet rolling down. Or, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he shoots shoots his first enemy, and so and 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 like there's this like 
split second, right? Where this yeah, guy, he's like coming up out of the woods toward the road, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Where he, this, where Blythe feel like, feels like finally I've contributed. Yeah. I, now I've I'm done my this. part. I'm not useless. Yes. I have helped. <laughs> and, and he, he went and got the, but the there's, that. he but actually there's, figures out that he probably just saved someone's life like right around the corner. And after that, which I thought was brilliant was, okay, finally he's, he goes back down to his foxhole and then at some point they've taken over. Mm-hmm. And the American and 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 at some point he's still buzzing or whatever, and then somebody grabs him and says, "Oh man, looks like you guys went through hell here." And then he finally realizes the fighting's over, and he gets up and he walks over, and he wants, "I killed this guy," and mm-hmm. he wants, "I don't, I don't know, I, I don't even quite know how to even express this, yeah. but he wants to see the he person, wants to see his face, he wants to, yeah, see the person that he killed, yeah." And he he gets over there and he follows the blood trail. Not in some sadistic no, it's, way. And it's no, like it's not else. sadistic. No, not at all. No, he has to know what he did. He has to hold himself accountable. And again, in yeah, some fashion. It's, again, like it's spiritually this human moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Where this? Oh gosh, it's, Yeah, this is oh, a brilliant episode because really later is. on oh. he he you know gets his yeah he volunteers right mm-hmm. he volunteers yeah, like, I'll, t- I'll take point I'll, like, I'll go out and scout because they're scouting this farmhouse yep he's like yep i'm part maybe of the group now there. Mm-hmm. so i'll take point and It'll it's just a cry. split second he Mike's gets been shot tearing up this neck. whole time and i'm seeing it glistening it's pissing me off go sorry Gary. well yeah because i'm gonna start crying is, as well and like normal like Hollywood movies, there'd be dramatic buildup and music, but no, it right. just happens. He's just, shot in the yeah, neck, shoot, and he's boom, down, dumb. and that's it. That's it. Because that's what that's what war is. Yeah. You just, but well, it you're shot in the neck, and you're down. They don't like do a big timpani boom. You know, yep. they don't nope. they don't milk it. It's just what happens. Well, in it, fact, usually during the battles, there's no music. Well, I, I, I uh, <laughs> compare and contrast to that to in Saving Private Ryan. I'm going back to the Star Guys, but where they went out and took that one machine gun down, and the one guy was got hit really bad mm-hmm. and they're like the whole group surrounding oh him. yeah it's just big law look and it's like, awful and blah, blah, that blah. was seemed to be fairly unrealistic yeah because you couldn't c- do you that. couldn't do that yeah you know the scene where they're where they're taking is curitan's the village is that where spears i don't remember yeah, when curitan yeah when they're taking the village and the guys when they first get into town those guys run <laughs> up and the machine gun around the corner just and they just oh there went three characters yeah that's yep. it. Like That's nobody. It. I mean, this is real life, and it's the well, front of the battle, so you're not going to get a bunch of denouement. Den- yeah. they're, they're they're done. Yeah, and that the going back to the replacements. That's another thing. The reason why they could not connect with these new people because mm-hmm. they've lost so much. Yeah, it's like you, you can't start, replace that person yeah. that I've known for three, and I don't two years want or whatever. I don't want to get to know you because then I'm you, when you die because you're going to die in their minds. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. That's then, another loss for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's yeah. great. Like on that Blythe episode, like when he's in the foxhole and he's, you know, he can't shoot his gun. Spears comes up and he's like, look, you're already dead. When you signed up, you're dead. That was I know a, it's that another was a great, great moment. Spears yep. moment. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you realize he's that. Not being he's, harsh. Like, he's not being harsh. No, he's, he's just being, being real. Yeah. He's like, once yeah. you accept the fact that you are a dead man, then you're free. Yep. And, and then you can act and you can get this done. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. the brilliant thing is that that empowers Blythe in the moment. But what you just referred to after it's over, he has to get up and look at the dude because he's not dead. You know what I mean? He, he learns in a way 
he you could argue that he learns he finds where the switch is. You throw the dead man switch. Now I'm dead mm-hmm. and I can fight. And, and after you, I got to flip it back because I still got it. And be through human. this whole through this whole series, you can see these guys throwing that switch on. Yes. Oh, because yeah. they all People, have it. They well, all you see these guys that are just it. total Joker. Joker, actually, yeah. one of my favorite characters. You see these guys uh, literally just joking around, goofing off and stuff like that. But when they're in the heat of it or they're about to be. You know, at the beginning of that Blythe episode, that's where they're talking to the actual guys at the very beginning, and they talk about that, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like, they they talk about having to accept the situation that they're in, and that you just, you have to be the master of your fear. You have to control the fear. Once you get to that point, then you're you're free to have a crystal clear thought pattern. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do I do next? Okay, I've done this. Okay, my next step is this. Because if you're caught up in the fear, you just get paralyzed like Blythe was, right? Yeah. And you just bow down mm-hmm. and you're just sitting in a foxhole yeah. waiting, and they, waiting to get shot. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. episode uh, was focusing on Blythe because they wanted to show that. But many, many men went through oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course they did. Yes. It, it was a, it, it, this was not an uncommon thing. Right. Again, yeah, yeah human experience. And even when they would shoot, there's, there's statistics out there that they would, like, subconsciously miss people because yeah, right killing killing a man is, is you know, awful it's the worst right i can't even none of us can none yeah. of us you, none you of us that have been through war yeah. who haven't had to deal with that situation actually i mean this reminds me of what's the there is it called snipe this what's the sniper movie with uh Mark Wahlberg? no not not that's Mark. called sniper i know it is shooter not, yeah <laughs> shooter <laughs> with uh that's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's Mark Wahlberg. Movie. Okay, what are you talking? <laughs> about? Wrong. American Sniper. American Sniper. Oh, oh yeah, 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 right. Word. A few years ago, actually. Man, yeah, I need to see that one again. I've only seen it one time. But I know. That's Bradley Cooper. Bradley playing Cooper. One of his many amaze balls. Rolling. There is a scene in that movie where he's come back. I mean, this guy was a sniper in Afghan. What was it? Afghanistan or was it Iraq? I can't I remember. Don't recall. But anyway, there. I mean, I think the opening scene of the movie is him halfing. He has to shoot a woman. Right, mm-hmm. who's got a bomb strapped to her, and she's coming up, you know, to one, you know, the the guys he's trying to protect. Yeah, and he's like, no, don't do it, no, stop, stop, please, God, God, and then and he has, has to, to shoot her, mm-hmm. you know, and that messes with your mind. And then I guess there's a scene where he comes back. It's his. He's come back to the states, and you would think you come back home, you're gonna go immediately to your family and go see your family. Um, this guy, he has to go to the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he has to decompress. And I, I, I think there's a scene, if I'm remembering this right, where he, his wife calls him or he calls his wife. He's been in town for like three days and still hasn't gone home mm-hmm. because he's like, he's just not in the right frame of mind yeah, yet he can't to be able to go see his family. Right. Yeah. He's tr- oh. You know, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad would never talk about Vietnam. My dad was a company clerk in Vietnam and, you know. The family story is my, my grandma actually taught my dad to shoot, but when it came time for marksman qualification training, the M16 or whatever they were qualifying with, like misfired and the magazine fell out in the sand and the guy running the test didn't know how to comp him so he could go back around and take the test again. So boom, you're a clerk. My dad, who you know, failed out of college, got made a clerk, which is great because when he came back, he was top of his class. Yeah, there you <laughs> he go. really got his act together. But I, I remember one time when I was a kid, I was camping with him down in Southern Illinois. We were, you know, on a couple cots in a tent and I'm like, you know, we're and we're just up late night talking, and he'd never ever talked about Vietnam ever. And so I asked him, and he said, "Tonight you can ask me any questions you want." I said, "Do you ever have flashbacks?" 
and he only had a couple of things because he my dad was never in battle. However, my dad drove a truck in and out of this village that took all these day worker ladies in and out of, I don't know, whatever city in South Vietnam uh, to work and then bring them back to the village at night. And my dad would drive and there's a guy who was on a top mounted M60. I think it was an M60. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. Machine gun on top, right? Right. And the, and the guy always said, if you ever hear me fire, pound the gas. Because if I'm shooting my gun, no matter, you, uh, it's not offensive, it's defensive. So we need to leave. So that was the rule, right? And it had never happened. And one time they're dropping, they're pulling the village, turn around, the ladies drop off. And they're sitting there and he's waiting for, you know, waiting to get like the tap or whatever on the roof to say they're all off, we can go. And in the side view mirror, my dad sees like what he said, like a seven or eight year old girl running at the truck with a grenade in her hand up in the air. And he, the M60 lit up and he, he, he heard it and it startled him. He didn't see what happened in the mirror. He heard the gun and he gunned it and they got the hell out of there. But that is something that still haunts him. You know what I mean? Because I mean, he's not even the guy who had to pull the trigger. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, I mean, this stuff it. is like it, it, to say it changes you is so primitive. And that, it is. That do, doesn't even yeah. begin to we, be. We, yeah. You even see Captain Winters, who, you know, is an officer and mm-hmm. stuff. He's having flash. He shoots this. He, uh, there's this one scene where he runs up a hill mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. he sees oh, a, right. a young Nazi um, boy or, you know, young man. Yeah. And, the boy. There's I mean, this, really. This crazy scene where there's a slow motion where you see this realization dawn on the boy's face, like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna die." Yeah, like and Winters them, is like, "Oh shit, he knows he's going to die, and I'm going to kill it." Neither of them really and, know that they're there as he's coming up over the road, and the kid's just like getting up from like a nap in the grass or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, he's not and, even holding. I don't think he's holding a firearm. I think no, he, he's not. He's just standing. He's, he's just, just standing up, up, unarmed. And Winters is just like, well, looks at him, and I he, gotta he looks up and almost he almost smiles at Winters as if he doesn't realize that he's an American because he's just napping in the grass. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, he and then he's up. like, he, he goes through this range of emotions without ever saying anything. Yeah, his whole face changes from right. like, oh hey, to oh shit, in like two seconds. And Winters starts having flashbacks. He starts seeing like young men on he's like on a train at one point he sees a young man there who looks similar to the person mm. and he just like flashes back and it's like yeah i mean like now you know, did he just shoot a random kid by himself who was unarmed no the kid's gun was laying on the grass next to him and oh guess what there's a butt ton of other germans the laying around they were all just say, resting yeah. in oh, yeah. the grass. so it was the start of a battle but it was the first shot fired was into an unarmed german soldier who was half was smiling at him of course it, things happen so fast, right? Yeah. That he didn't even have time to understand if he's unarmed. Of course, they're in the middle of war. It doesn't matter. You're wearing yeah. a Nazi He was going to be armed in the next couple seconds. Yeah, so. That's what you have to just accept. Yeah. It's, uh man. Yeah, but one of the most powerful, heart-wrenching episodes. Baseball. Was when they went, oh. went to the, <laughs> yes, when they went to the concentration camp. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Yeah, that was This is up. at a time and I don't know if a lot of people are familiar that your average soldier didn't know anything about no concentration camps. The, this was all being discovered. Yeah, the extermination of the Jews and everything that was happening like 
we knew there was bad stuff going on, but the, not everybody in the population knew that. Not to the extent. And the right. guys on the front lines, they definitely didn't have good communication. They weren't, you know, getting all the newswire stuff that even people were getting at home. And so you got to understand, they were just fighting Hitler's army. They were fighting, you know, the Nazis, mm. not freeing. They were freeing countries, not like. They, the Holocaust was not a thing that people knew right. from the there West. Was, there was no such thing as the Holocaust at that time. Yeah. Are I'm you quoting denying, fingers? Are you denying the Holocaust? No, I'm not. Yeah, but, the, but in the West, whoa, we just Mike, didn't whoa. know what was going on. The term had not been coined. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And so they, you know, they take a town and these guys are off walking in the woods. I forget why, but they're wandering through the woods and they're just dicking around. Well, this, and they come out of the woods and they get this horrified look on their face. Are they are they in Germany at this point or Austria? I can't remember. I think they're in Austria. Austria. They're they're yeah. right about the, I don't think they ever right around the there. Eagle's Nest. Do I we think. remember do we remember it was before the Eagle's Nest? So was it Dachau? I don't remember. I No, I, it was one of, it was that town they went into that was you had to be a Nazi in order to yeah, because remember yeah, they went and saw that, oh, that lady right. who her husband yeah. was a high, high official. Yeah, the, so they the, basically the they stumble across a concentration camp that the Nazis had abandoned and locked everybody who they didn't have time to burn and kill and shoot, just locked them in. And so you have all these, you know, and if you've seen another Spielberg movie, if you've seen Schindler's List, you kind of know what to expect. These like horribly emaciated mm-hmm. men uh locked inside this you know barbed wire compound and they realize wait something's going on and so they go back you know one of the guys is sprinting back to the village like yeah, it's looking for captain himself. winters yeah like it, it's mundane but so powerful like he's just asking people where's captain winters I need him, and like nobody knows he's because like, oh, he doesn't want to talk to anybody well, less than Captain Winters because he has no well, idea what yeah, to do that's with this thing. information. This, this was like it's such a like uh, we what did we just yeah, kick over? I understand if I have to fight other people, but now I've got yeah, th- this what, in front of me. I'm not trained for this. Yeah, you know I got to talk to the guy in charge, and and so yeah, the the gut wrenching part of that is all of it, but the worst part for me. As they open the gates, these guys are wandering out, and they're they're giving them bread and food and water. But they get a doctor there, and one of the guys in Easy Company, he's Jewish. He he can speak. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's speaking Hebrew or if he just knows like no, whatever. No, he speaks German. Is it's German, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he translates German earlier. But uh, he's translating these guys, and they go up and they tell him you have to they you have to put them back in. Yeah, like, that was insane. You know, like what? You couldn't like, give them food. You, you can't give, give them any food. They haven't had any food. They're going to die if you keep feeding them solid food. We have to like ease them back into it. So we can't have them just wandering off and doing whatever because we have to literally treat everyone here medically. So you have to put them back inside the fence. And yeah, this the look was... on this dude having to translate this. And this guy's been kind of like a sardonic, sardonic kind of joker kind of guy the whole time. Like he translates it to him. These people are like horrified. And then he sits down and cries because he had to tell these people who they've just literally rescued from the most horrific hell on earth. Oh, but if you can just go back into hell for five more minutes, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the one thing, uh, cause they went way when they went back and after they found this and they went back to the village that they were close to and, and like, talking to the germans who were there like i remember specifically the, yeah there's a baker uh and they were just taking 
all of his bread. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't care about you. You. Yeah, at this you, point, the Americans yeah. have, like, they've been freeing all these villages, stuff like that, even though they're, at this point, they know they're in the lion's den, so the people they're freeing, you know, may or may not, or most likely, or supporters, <laughs> but they get in there, and suddenly it's, just, it's like a, it's the switch was yeah. thrown. They're like, I'm not at, here for you anymore. Yeah, at best, you turned a blind eye to what was going on just a mile down the road or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So. yeah, and that was Captain Winter's call. Yeah. He's like, all, like they're like, who yes. do we get to, like, take care of these bodies, stuff like that? And he goes them yeah and they yeah. literally the americans say post. get your get your ass in there because now you're going to work because you've been pretending you didn't know this existed and that's bull yeah yeah it, well, i can't it, remember one... who's the character that broke into that lady's house i don't and found that yeah i can't remember was it ron livingston on... they were Maybe. there yeah it was oh yeah that was, I think it was yeah. yeah so he, he finds a picture Nixon. of this like high-ranking german officer in this lady's house and she gives him this look. He's looking this for booze. Staining look. Yeah, yeah, like, get, they don't say anything. There's no words exchanged because they don't speak the same language. But like this look is just this utter disdainful. And he just drops the picture and walks out. Cracks and then later on in that same episode, yeah. she's cleaning up the body. Yeah, she's literally standing and in a pit yeah. of corpses trying to pull one by herself. And he in her, looks like, at her. Know, rich coat. And she has. And now he's like. All this stuff is communicated non-verbally there's a yeah, lot of non-verbal brilliant. communication in that, in that particular episode it, yeah. it's freaking brilliant like he looks at her and this whole exchange happens between the two without even saying a word yeah not one and word and now you know incredible. why <laughs> now you know yeah because yeah. oh, he's man. like oh what the fuck you doing and she's like well yeah oh damn yeah i got nothing to like I, because <laughs> i'm literally the wife of the guy who ran the place yeah so right. i can't I mean, really crazy. claim i didn't know anything about it and they even <clears throat> go on uh, beyond this episode they go on to after they get to the eagle's nest and you got technically yeah. ve day. the eagle's nest being hitler's little yeah. vacation home in austria of course that was a race they were trying to beat uh who was it they were trying to beat to get up there to be the first ones russians oh. maybe the russians I, yeah the russians, the russians were yeah. like the other side of the mountain or whatever and it yeah they were blocked by this the, an avalanche someone had yeah. dynamited the road yes yeah, so, yeah but they we got there first I think. yep uh but yeah America. So, but uh <laughs> they they go on to talk about and, and show we how, let the french march into paris we yeah. could take this one for ourselves yeah we let the russians the russians definitely earned berlin after well the, <laughs> to a point half of it yeah half of it to a point after technically declaring ve day you know there was still a lot of it was what's Deaths. next. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still here. There's still stuff happening. Yeah, there's yeah. Th- there's still I can't, Germans, I can't imagine Nazis. the decompression from that. Well, oh, yeah, and the God. people who to... just kind of went kind of cuckoo started killing, you know, Americans killing Americans because they just kind of lost it. Yeah, you know? at this point, it's like, well, we can't just be done being this way. You've trained me to be this way for how long? And, the, and of course, they're, they're yeah, they're drunk and you know, they're excited. Yeah, because there's a lot of alcohol in Austria, yeah. <laughs> especially there. <laughs> So was it, it was it Goebbels estate or whoever or somebody? Oh, that wine <laughs> cellar. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was all I the rarest wines ever. Yeah, they literally walked that, in, and Ron Livingston, you could tell it's heaven on earth. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Winters is like, Winters yeah, throw a party, yeah. bro. This yeah. is your party, you right earned here. It. You earned it. Here you and go. Ron Livingston's who's drinking the the alcohol the entire series. Yeah, he's like, like a oh hell yeah, severe. That's why I compare him to Mike. That's right. Yeah, but he only drinks like Vat sixty nine. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. his that's his drink. That's right. He can never. He will only drink that if he can't find it. He 
He gets he won't drink and gets pissed off. Yeah, he gets angry that he can't find the drink <laughs> that he likes. That's not like Mike. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now how deep and and moving the series is, I can watch this anytime, whatever mood. Yes. Oh, if, God forbid I was still I, I still had channels to flip through <laughs> and this is on. Um, there's no more flipping happening. Yeah. If that were still every, a thing. Every I think Memorial Day they show it on History Channel, maybe, I think. Do they do they just CG in the aliens? What do they, how do they treat yeah, that? Yeah, know. well they they think they cut away to uh, ancient aliens guy. Okay. And he just, just the does meme. the hand thing and does says alien. Jones show up? Yeah. You know what? I was talking before how much I felt like Private Ryan is an important film. Mm-hmm. But it's a film that like I wouldn't sit down with my 10-year-old son and show him. Exactly. Not yet, right? Right. Now, this show, though. Yep. I, my I was, daughter has watched a couple episodes of the show when she was like eight. I was going to say, I I'm, mm-hmm. I I'm was one or two episodes in, and my son came in, and he wanted to just hang out with dad, right? Yeah. And I didn't feel any compulsion whatsoever to... Like shield him from what was being, yeah, what was on screen. Yeah, I kind of, I gave my daughter kind of a heads up of what to expect. Sure, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. And but you know what, this is one of those things, and I think this is tastefully done and oh, well done because all the way through. Don't get me, don't except, get me wrong, except the part with Bane tagging the the chick. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Okay, so but why did they do that? It was out of place, but it was it was, show, it was showing. It was part of it. And it was at the front when everybody was still loose about, you know, everything. But the point is that the violence, at least what I've seen so far, is, yes, it can be graphic at at times, but I feel like it's appropriate, and I think it's important for my son to see those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know. To know that people went through this. And it's not gratuitous. And it's not like, it's it's like, hey, look at this, you know. You know, it's just. Oh, we're on the beach and here's this guy holding his You know, a lot of movies where, like, people get shot up or their legs blown off and they're screaming bloody murder. Right. This show, it's literally like these dudes are looking down at their stumps and they're in shock. So yes, they're just they don't cursing. feel anything. Yeah, they're just like, cursing. They're like, God damn it! Right, I don't have legs. And that's the other thing is the cursing. It's like yeah. I'm I'm okay with my son, who's ten again, mm-hmm. seeing that because yeah. I feel like again that's important. And 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 the episode that he sat in with me, I mean, he asked a few questions and mm-hmm. and I and I don't know. I, again. This is part of our history that I feel like is important enough to sit down. You have to have those conversations with your kids, right? Yeah. I mean, they need to understand these things that that life and the world is not sunshine and roses all this the time, show right? Is what caused me to talk to my daughter about my my uh, my actual grandfather, who I never met, right? Right. And actually, I know more about him now in the last ten years than I've ever known in my whole life. Uh, I had a step grandfather growing up, and he was the best grandpa ever, but I've, I now know more about the real, I'm like, and I told her, I was like, you understand during this war, your real, your great grandpa was pilot of a bomber that got shot up so bad that half the crew of the bomber was dead before they landed and everybody, but him was hospitalized. Wow. And they had to replace the plane and he had a completely new crew. I mean, think about that. You have these dudes that you train with front to back and now, Oh, now you're right. the the pilot you're the, in charge of a completely new crew. You're the only one. Right. That and they named the plane the same thing after the previous plane, which was named after my grandma's dog, Big Buster, <laughs> wow. and Big Buster too. Wow. Yeah. Like like I told him like literally, you're great. Right. You wouldn't be here, but for a dude what went through this. And guess what? 
He had PTSD. When he got back, he turned into a degenerate gambler. He couldn't deal with it. My grandma had to kick him out. That's why I don't know him. You know what I mean? And it's just like, this is real. We're almost all of us are connected to this. Right. Yeah. And, and at the time, the people coming back and the people they were coming back to did not know how to deal with what was the aftermath of this war. Well, the, I mean, these guys, when they came back, I mean, the title, The Greatest Generation, almost seems, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't cover what yeah, these guys. Yeah, it seems cliche, and then you watch something like this, and you're like, no, right. we're not doing good enough. We're not, that's not a strong enough sentiment. Well, let's just put it this way. Watching this show made me feel wholly inadequate as a man. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we're laughing because we all I'm feel just going to say it. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I'm, I'm serious then, about this. Back man. then, techno- technology wise, we didn't have, our country did not have the major advantage it has over 99% of the world now. You know what I mean? Or 90%, whatever it is. It was still just boots on the ground, guns in the hand. Right. And you know what? I don't want to. And it was the same, the same more or less gun technology on, on both sides. Sure. And I don't want to downplay, you know, we live in the greatest time ever. Mm-hmm. Right. With all the technological advances and medicine and health care and everything. And, Famine, you know, at the lowest levels ever in human history. Mm-hmm. Drought so is I, manageable now. Right. I don't want to downplay that we are in a, we live in the best time ever in human history. I don't want to downplay that. But, I mean, the the sacrifices that those men made and then came home and just. And had to, and most of them learned how to be family men again. Pillars yes, of their society. Most of them, right. And, and it's like, how how did we even how did we even get 50-50 out of that? How did we I even know. bat 500 there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, the things that those the, that our grandmas and grandpas are uh, uh, people of our age, mm-hmm. right? 30s and 40s, right? Right. The the things that our grandparents, oh my, they just swallowed, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the things that they saw, the things that they experienced. You know, we look at 9-11 as like, oh my gosh, you know, look what happened to us, right? Yep. They had Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And they had World War II. Yeah. And they had 9 11 was like, oh, there's a conspiracy of some bad actors to kill a few thousand people. But Pearl Harbor was like literally our biggest naval outpost in the Pacific Ocean is gone now because a country who's at war with some other people just really got mad at us. A cuz. And yet we're supposed to apologize for it. (laughs) Uh, What? Yeah, we're supposed to apologize for that. Uh, yeah, screw the politics. But Pearl yeah, Harbor. right. But you know, but Pearl you see what I'm saying? I mean, though. I apologize mean, for it. A but lot. yes, these <laughs> these men came home the and bombs, I believe, and they oh, didn't. Yeah. I mean, we don't understand. We didn't understand things at that time. You know, in terms of psychology and things and how effect and and we how don't these understand men- Jack when it comes to international cultural relations psychology. Now, I, I just people are. St- Stupid, but the problem is they think they're smarter than ever. I know. Yeah, and that is a problem. But the appreciation that we need to show to to those generations and 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 we're just talking World War II because that's within our lifetime, right? I mean, we could no, talk. I was. You're the only no, one who was alive lifetime. at that time. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about being able to talk to grandparents. Oh, like right? being have being able to talk to people who are there. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, but I mean, that's just us, right? I mean. Prior generations, you know, had 
you know, grandparents that, that fought in World War One and that mm-hmm. fought in the Civil War and, the, you know, and go back 1812 and, you know, and all these things. So, you know, I mean, we're just experiencing the things that we can, but, you know, God, the sacrifices that that those people made and they during that time so on so in mass so many people made those sacrifices right. I mean, there were, that singularly what special treatment did they really get they didn't man they came home their special get treatment right back to work so that your woman can come home and make babies <laughs> well and how many how many of them lost their women because they were gone at war <laughs> yeah that, I mean, all kinds of people. I mean, the family. Listen, you're you're get a family farm. Guess what? Oh, you're 22. Guess what? You're in the army now. You didn't make the choice, but get on the boat, and you're like, I I can't even worry about how my family's going to manage because I got to go fight in the war now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but just, then, but then these remember guys- getting your selective service card. <laughs> most most boys today, most men today, don't even know that that's a thing. I remember getting it going. Well, it's is good that thing. even a thing anymore? I don't think most guys get it these days. When I turned 18, I think it was probably we were like 50 50 tops. And because uh, I would talk to guys in college, they're like, what? What's that? And I'm like, you're supposed it's like you literally it's illegal not to have it, but no one tells you to go get it. So don't worry about it. Right. But I remember thinking, well, I'm that was five still a thing five, when I was in high five school. foot five flat footed psoriasis and overweight. So. <laughs> I'm going to be holding a clipboard at best. You know, Maybe but, if aliens come, you can, they'll draft you. That's true. You there know, that's is, funny. I haven't even ta- thought of even about, but that was a thing when I was still in high school. When yeah, I graduated. I like the service card the day I turned when I When I graduated <laughs> I high school, I still remember my dad saying, you need to go, to, you need to go sign up for selective service. Yeah. My dad told me because otherwise I had no idea. He's like, yeah. go get that done. Yep. I w- Jeremy, a friend of ours, <laughs> used his selective service cards to get into a bar. He didn't have a he didn't have a driver's license. He didn't or have ID. a driver's license or a state ID, but he had his selective service card. When we went to a jazz club, we went to the we went to the the Green Mill in Chicago, famous jazz club, and that's the only way he could get in. He's like, "Oh, I got this." I'm like, "Okay, maybe that's good. Maybe that's good." And it worked. It worked. They let him in. Nice. That's a government ID, baby. Nice. Oh my gosh, though. I we, mean, we could sit here and talk about this for hours more we could, longer. We could, but we can't do it anymore because we got to talk about some magical flying wizards. So we're going to tie this what? one off. <laughs> if you haven't seen Band of Brothers, my God, this is the one where we have given Mike the most grief for like, Mike, how? How have you not seen this? I can tell from the tears in his eyes that he realizes his grievous, (laughs) grievous. I would almost say he's Canadian since (laughs) then. Practically. practically, Wait a minute. (laughs) That's true. So please run out. And if you haven't seen it, get Ben. I have like the steel book collector's edition DVD. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, this was was one of those things where it was like, when I first saw this, I said, I have to own a premium version of this in case you know, the, the apocalypse happens, but I have a TV and a DVD player <laughs> you know, and power. <laughs> and I will still it's be able to make watch it through. It. That's right. So run out, watch Band of Brothers, please. Let us know what you your experience is with it. By, and to do that, you can go to our website, betterkind.com, click into the Discord and tell us what you think. And actually, you know, uh, tell us about other movies and uh, shows that are in the same similar vein that have had an impact on you. 
I'm really curious. Obviously, there's the obvious connective tissue here to Private Ryan, which is why we brought it up so many times. But I'm curious what other ones that you think have done like a job like this that really have a profound impact. I'm also curious to know what your dad, grandpa, great grandpa, what he did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm going to hop on Discord and I'm going to say, yeah, hey, my grandpa fought in the South Pacific and this is what he did. Yep. I want to hear that. I want to hear those stories. There's there's a a sister series, I guess you call it the Pacific. Yes. Made by same group, same same group. People who made the band of brothers. It's completely different because it's a completely different war. I mean, yeah, same war, but World War Two, but a completely different front, completely different enemy, and And a completely different experience. It does not have the same feel of Band of Brothers because no. there was not a Band of Brothers like that. Because no, because in the Pacific all the cards were getting shuffled constantly. constantly. So it's still really good. I've watched it. It uh, is It is amazing. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. is so... Mr. As, in some in ways it. it's more heart-wrenching. I was going to say, I was gonna say, as any accurate portrayal of the war in the Pacific should be, it is hard to watch. Very. Yes. Very, very hard to watch. But definitely at least a one-timer. At least yeah. a one-timer. So, and then hopefully that bomber one comes out sometime soon. My yeah. gosh, I'm hungry for it. <laughs> I got to go watch Memphis Bell. I know, I'm going to watch Memphis Bell. It tides me over. Memphis Bell's a little more hackneyed, but I still love the heck That's out That's a great, of it. great movie. Yep. What's the one where he draws the cartoon wheels on the That bomb? was Amazing Stories, I believe. Yeah. Which was, was Memphis Bell with cartoon wheels. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, Joy's on Discord. Yeah, tell us about tell us about who you're connected to. You know, maybe maybe we get Petrie on there and he can talk about uh uh the what what Petri was it? stuff. Yeah, his his ex wife's grandfather was at Iwo Jima and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All yeah. kinds of stuff. So we this you know this is the kind of stuff where yeah it's 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 easy to say oh a lot of dudes are obsessed with World War Two just like the wives are obsessed with serial killers murder shows. <laughs> but it's like there's a reason for it, and I think Mike kind of probably hit it on the head a little too well when it said you don't feel like you're a man compared to these paragons of average guys who had to do what they had to do. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that hits us in the modern day real hard. So join us there and tell us about it. Hey, uh, follow us on Twitter, Fly Casual eleven thirty eight. Seriously, join the Discord. What Discord? What the heck? Give us a review wherever you get the podcast. Meantime, we're gonna cut this one off. So that you can go watch Band of Brothers right now. I'm Corey over there's Mike. This series is important. Share it with your kids. Over there is Howie. This series is very important. Share it with all your kids. Just rather than the one. Yeah. Over there is Garrick. Mm-hmm. I, I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> it's turtle jelly. <laughs> Smear it on there. Thanks, Garrick. Yeah, you will. That's what I bring to the show. Put your socks around your neck. Don't forget, no trench foot. You don't want trench foot. Don't get trench foot.